0: Prognosis, Fertile Myrtle, minus or plus.
1: No, don't know, it's not seasoned yet. Take some of these.
0: No. There it is. That little pink plus sign is so unholy. That ain't no etch a sketch. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett.
1: I think just because this site exists doesn't mean our site won't work necessarily. Good things come in pairs, man, you know? Oh for sure. Volcano Dante's Peak. Deep Impact Armageddon, right? Wyatt herb tombstone. Panda Express Yoshinoya Beef Bowl. Okay, guys, come on. Double feature.
2: Double feature.
0: Welcome to Double Feature. A podcast about twin films. I'm Dan. I'm Max. Max, talking point for the day. Yeah. Tell me. Oh, uh... You brought this to my attention. I did bring I it mean, to my attention. I mean, I saw attention. the same tweet, but you're, you're the one who said, we should got did. to talk about this later.
1: Well, it's, you know, it's not something important. There's not always some sort of crazy breaking news for us to bring to the table or any sort of hard-hitting investigative work like we normally do on this podcast. Do we need a uh, name for
0: I don't this know if segment? people if people have noticed that now we uh have a topic to come in on. Because I don't know. We it did feel awkward just floundering being like uh, uh ask me what I watched. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> so instead do we are our... fumbling uh introducing our first segment which is uh <laughs> do, talk about do something.
1: We, do we call it our amuse-bouche? Is that appropriate or uh What's like a film-related... Let's workshop this live on air. Yeah. um, What's like a film-related... Is this our previews? Our coming attractions? Yeah, but
0: we can do better better than that. Um,
1: Wait, wait, but what if we spelled it C-U-M?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's auditory, (laughs) which we always seem to struggle with Is people aren't reading the word, but... Yeah, but now um,
1: they know it's a you know, once you put it out there, they have to know. Yeah, give us give me a week. We'll think of something. Give me a week. We'll, okay. we'll think of something better for any anyway. if you have any suggestions, please write us on our Twitter or or Instagram at doubled feature. Um, um
0: Yeah, hashtag uh, segment suggestions. Yeah. Something
1: Those like that. Those words
0: sound similar enough yeah anyway
1: sam sam lee ali the people who listen to this i um, know for a fact yeah uh yeah i sent you an IndieWire article um no titled movies. aubrey plaza wonders if she's the last fan standing of theatrical movies next to scorsese and spielberg yeah plaza was quoted as saying i'm one of the last people that's kind of waving that theatrical flag Uh, Now, I'm not going to do the thing that uh, many podcast people do, where they say, I'm not going to read you this entire article, and then read you the entire article, because I'm a man of my word. Let's get into uh, this whole
0: article, though.
1: I'm not going to read you the whole article. Uh, But I I really just sent you um, it, because the full quote is, I'm one of the last people that's kind of waving that theatrical flag. Me, Martin Scorsese, and Spielberg. (laughs) Just the three of us. Which was in the tweet that I had sent you initially. And I, she, I love she did Aubrey also Plaza. say, I'm
0: romantic about it after that.
1: I, I love Aubrey Plaza. I think she's, she's a good person and a good actress. She's funny. Um, I also think it's hilarious that she would put herself up there, seemingly uh, unprompted, I guess, like on a press junket for Emily the criminal. Uh, I mean, are you taking her at her word? Because I assume she's making a joke. I don't. Well that's that's another thing. It's like I don't know. <laughs>
0: I think she's kidding. I mean, I think she probably likes movies a lot. There's uh her and her husband, um, the guy who directed uh fucking uh like the little hours and we've talked about mm-hmm. like one of Jeff Bain, I think his name is. Uh they're in the Criterion closet, like looking at movies and stuff. So I mean I think she's a real head, but I think I she I, I think she was like I think the sentiment that she believes in movies is real. But the fact that she said it's just her Scorsese and Spielberg leading that (laughs) vanguard, I think she was just making one of those little jokes. She is a comedian after all. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. I, I think it's even funnier to take her at her word and think she, she thinks she's one of three people who cares about movies, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume (laughs) she's doing a little joke.
1: Um, Either way, it's very funny.
0: Yeah, her big thing right now, she's in season two of White Lotus, um, which people, oh, yeah, people really uh, like White Lotus. They're excited about it. I believe I watched uh, one, the first episode of season one of White Lotus, and I thought it was good, and then I never went back to it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really know about White Lotus. I know the only returning character is uh, Jennifer Coolidge in season two um i don't know if there's a different resort i mean you find out in the beginning of season one episode one that uh someone dies and like everything goes to hell on this resort but uh, it's this emerging genre of um making fun of rich people on vacation uh, and, uh <laughs> i don't know if that can be considered <laughs> an emerging genre triangle of sadness big in the zeitgeist right now since i talked about it on uh what you've been watching last week uh pretty similar themes going on um i don't know uh i think i would like white lotus but i never watch shows because uh, i think movies are better but i don't need to say that for the 50th fucking time on here um yeah i don't know uh i really liked uh i mean i kind of liked emily the criminal this year uh i really I liked uh, emily the criminal i really liked black bear that she was in last year um, i haven't seen black bear looking at uh her upcoming it looks like she's gonna be in a new guy richie movie um the uh you hope, still make stuff i didn't realize i hope that'll be fun um, and she's confirmed for uh, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Megalopolis, which uh, he's been
1: trying to make for forever. So uh, hopefully this should be a good one. Um, I, I hope uh, it turns out, if it turns out anything close to uh, old FFC's other passion project, Twixt, um <laughs> sign me the fuck it'll be it'll be worth watching <laughs> um also <laughs> I'll the, be there
0: i i wasn't aware of this at all um but she's uh apparently writing directing and producing a family friendly feature film i'm quoting the article here in the vein okay. of tim burton um so that could be cool um she's she's got that uh dry like huh. uh, I, I think a lot of it's a put on um, but she's like quiet and reserved in like a off-putting, like creepy, funny way sometimes. Um, okay. that was that was kind of her Parks and Rec character that yeah, uh, I think catapulted her into uh most of our fields of view. But
1: yeah, I would say I well, don't like know. what was what would you say was her like b- breakout? Uh, I don't know, funny I... people. Funny People was probably my first actual introduction to her as an actress. She's in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, obviously. Um, She's got a small role in that. Um, which was good. perks and Rex, Perk
0: and Rex is, I think, how most uh, people our age probably know her. Um, it's everyone has seen that. Um, I liked Mystery Team a lot when it came out. Being a big Derek comedy guy i um, love mystery team uh goofy movie we watched uh we both seen not too long ago an evening with beverly left lynn i love that movie it's a good uh, movie yeah she's great in that i like ingrid goes west i like uh oh we talked about her welcome back to the pod we talked about her for life after beth uh, we did yeah direct directed by her husband jeff Vena, the guy who i forgot why we had talked about before because maybe i <laughs> maybe i forgot about the life after beth and uh burying the X episode that we did uh, but, pretty forgettable episode uh-huh um yeah I, I like her in general i don't know i don't know what this movie the oh i saw this movie the to-do list she's trying to get um she's trying to have sex before going to college or something she's like a, a weird nerd and she's trying to have sex before going to college it's kind of funny movie oh, okay I, I watched it when uh like parks and rec was big so i was a big fan of hers but
1: um not that it matters to anybody but mystery team funny people and parks and rec all came out like in the within a year of each other like they they oh, were okay. all they're all listed as 2009 so you could probably say any one of those is her uh so scott pilgrim versus the world was 2010 so
0: it's yeah uh... that that in general is when she started Yeah, she really kind of really just popular. like popped
1: off all at once huh
0: uh inger goes west uh i only saw like a year or two ago um came out in 2017 but it's like an incredible um uh like movie about like already at that time prescient about how phones are ruining our minds and our yeah, lives yeah. um and uh what i did want to put her on blast for is apparently she'll be uh reuniting with elizabeth olsen to be in What's this fucking bullshit called the MCU Disney Plus series Agatha Coven of Chaos? I slipped over those words Mm -hmm. a little while for a clean take here. You're going to edit all that out, right? Agatha. Uh, No, I'm not. I know. (laughs) Agatha Coven of Chaos, uh, the show's called. Yeah, Um, uh,
1: spiritual successor follow-up to uh, WandaVision following uh, one of the characters, uh, the kind of... uh, I'm not even you know one of the the antagonist of WandaVision. uh Agatha Harkness played by uh, that other lady people like a lot including myself
0: yeah i can't think of her name right now the lady from step brothers
1: Catherine Hahn Catherine Hahn yeah
0: yeah she's cool too um don't care i'm not going to watch that uh i hope you like it if you watch it um not for me clearly um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really ha- happy to have these guys uh, standing here uh, protecting film. I love seeing movies in the theater. I've already got my ticket b- booked. I've booked it within an hour of them becoming available for Avatar The Way of Water in Real D3D. You actually
1: pre-bought a ticket? Yes. Okay.
0: The theater's been like filling up too. Okay. I'm driving to Naples right. to see this because their theater's better. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going alone or have you got a group together? uh well i bought the ticket fully intending this to be a personal experience and i was like mm-hmm. oh, "I should just see-.
1: gonna go beat it in the theater yeah
0: uh and then i thought to myself oh, i should see if kool-aid wants to go kool-aid bought a ticket right alongside me uh unfortunately one of my enemies ryan uh my very good friend uh has now gotten a ticket as well with us
1: um The theater's filling up, but somehow you are all able to individually buy tickets right next to each other. Yeah. It's not filling up that fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's probably like half booked already. And at this point, we're a week and a half out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Ryan's already dropped a couple lines about how it's just Pocahontas. Yeah, I remember fucking sick mechs uh, in Pocahontas. Fucking sick of this fucking
1: bullshit. Hey man, I'm just saying I I've not been beating that drum. That's a dead horse, okay? That was that Attack. was discourse that that came out when Avatar 1 was out. So, and I mean, I I don't think that I don't remember Pocahontas no that,
0: having a way of water.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Like <laughs> now, if it comes out that way of water is about uh whatever Zoe Saldana's character's name is going to London Princess to follow Okay, uh, well, if it's about like her going to London to follow John Smith, and then is the sequel is uh, just the plot of Pocahontas too? Then I think maybe we can resurrect
0: yeah. that that talking point. But his name, of course, not John Smith; it's Jake Suley.
1: dude. J S. I, you know, it's it's there. It was rightful again. I'm not going to beat the dead horse because this the first movie came out however many years ago, and uh. It's just, it's not a talking point anymore.
0: Yeah, nobody talks about that movie at all. We definitely won't be talking about it next week on this podcast. <laughs> there's I'll tell, no you, I'll of tell you right
1: now, dear listener, there is a 0%. Well, let's say there's a 1% chance we ever talk about Avatar uh here on this podcast
0: Uh, a movie i love and i would love to have a chance to talk about unfortunately we will not get that chance
1: i i would just i i just don't think i'm ever going to be interested in talking about that pocahontas ass movie (laughs) here on this podcast so but hey do you want to get a field fact before we move on to what you've been watching
0: i was wondering if you would remember to do this or where you would drop it in but yeah hit me with it if you're okay
1: Uh, Field, at the age of 16, was a budding jazz musician and became a member of the big band at Mountain Hood Community College in Gresham, Oregon. He couldn't hack it, though. Uh, I don't know. I think he just kind of... Maybe we'll find out later on another it, edition of Field Facts. Maybe he got whiplashed. Maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? J.K. Simmons
0: is really good in that movie. Unfortunately, we'll never talk about him. We will on this never podcast. talk about J.K. Simmons on this
1: podcast. Just do hey, this but thing before we... Where we outright lie, <laughs> we've done it before. Uh, what, what you been watching, Dan? I know we we like. I think we've got. Let's let's talk about the one that we've both watched recently. Yeah, we watched uh, Smile, and then and then yeah, I've got one that can. I, I've got one that's a perfect transition for us. So yeah, Smile. Uh, Are you going to want to get out of what
0: you've been watching then after two? Because I'll do Amsterdam really fast right now. Yeah, you can do Amsterdam really fast right now. I'll do Amsterdam really fast. Okay. It stinks. All right. (laughs) This is one of the worst new movies I've seen. Uh, So many great actors in it. We talked about it up top uh, last week or the week before. Um, Mm -hmm. It was one of these movies that I couldn't believe came out and I heard not a word about, so I assumed it was kind of bad. It's so much worse than I think. Uh, I knew I didn't want to bring it up on pod last time because I wasn't sure of the details, but I knew David O. Russell was a bad guy in some way. Is it, he? Yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> um, oh, I
1: just thought he was like a a very um, like poor uh, Scorsese imitation, which was you know. It's probably enough to like ridicule. Cause he just like, he's like, let me just trot out these movies with in the vein of Scorsese. Uh, and I don't know if Amsterdam follows that, but like he's, that was definitely his, like, I mean, he was like the Christian Slater of directors, but doing a Scorsese impression. Um, okay. Instead of Jack Nicholson, (laughs) instead of Jack Nicholson, where, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, you get a lot of praise and people are going to like you for it, but you're still just a cheap imitation. Um, and know, I'm a, I'm a Slater guy. So uh, I don't like his movies.
0: Apparently, he's just a huge piece of shit on set, oh. like abusive to his actors. Uh, uh, he uh, once uh, probably seems why to, him and
1: Christian Bale getting get along. Yeah,
0: I guess um, he was just frustrated being in a shitty Terminator movie. I give I, I think Christian Bale's okay because uh, Christian Bale I think he's acquitted himself pretty in, well too in, in one of these. Uh, uh, situations actually when uh he uh made amy adams life in quotes a living hell on the set of american hustle christian bale had to intervene to protect her um that's that's one of many examples he physically fought george clooney as lead actor in a movie um and uh apparently uh has uh uh sexually touched his uh young transgender niece against their will um, oh okay that's so, you know so, just bad, bad guy through and through and boy, yeah. boy did I not have to separate the art from the artist because this movie stinks every character just uh, shows up on screen says their entire back just says their entire backstory and what their motivations mm-hmm. are and then despite that there's a scene at the end of the movie where all of the characters stand around and explain the movie to each other and that's not even enough, so they have to do a Christian Bill voiceover to explain even more stuff. And it's not convoluted. This
1: is just horrifically written, horrifically done. Everything about this is bad. This is, that's what I'm saying. Is like he just like that you know, he's trying to do like a uh you know, something like The Departed, where you have all of these characters whose lives are going to be, you know. Uh, irrevocably altered by, uh, some sort of like shared event or experience, all sort of like this, this, you know, this tangled web of all this stuff kind of all revolving around these, this group of this large ensemble cast. Uh, but instead of being able to, uh, effectively and efficiently weave that tapestry through the art of cinema, uh, David O. Russell says, I'm going to do that, but I'm not really sure how, so I'm just going to have everybody talk at you. A whole shit ton. Scorsese does voiceover, so I'm going to do it too. Except I'm just going to do it as pure fucking exposition dump and not a way to really delve deep within the internal lives of my characters. Ever since I
0: could remember, I always wanted to make a shitty movie. (laughs) Yeah, ever since I could remember, (laughs) I
1: wanted to do an Amsterdam.
0: Ever since Uh, I could remember, I wanted to change Radio voice into
1: Jack Nicholson. (laughs) no no that was my that was my christian slater oh okay my bad (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you think we'll ever get to uh some sort of event horizon of somebody who like way down the low way down the road we've got a guy his name's like steve sundercliff and he's the new hot young actor and he reveals you know what on his like deathbed or something he's like you know what i've always just been doing a christian slater (laughs) impression yeah Yeah. that sounds Uh, pretty
0: good there's just layers to it.
1: Yeah, copy I think the that, copy. That, that there's something. Maybe you know what? Maybe David O. Russell can make a movie about this one day.
0: Yeah, about that guy. Um, and I will. She, yeah. the,
1: the one thing I will say,
0: this isn't even a spoiler because it happens like eight minutes into the movie. Uh, Taylor Swift uh, shows up for like five minutes of the movie. That's right. And, I forgot she was and, in it, and then gets uh pushed in front of a car and dies. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I can't believe Taylor Swift agreed to that, but uh, it was cool. <laughs> I don't like hate Taylor I, Swift. This isn't like a blow up, burn you with a bazooka situation. I just thought it was so right. hilarious that uh, a star of that caliber would agree to uh, well, especially because she in was like a, a big car part, and die.
1: Like in all the advertising, when they're showing off like this massive ensemble, just like how can you believe how many people David O. Russell put in this movie? Yeah, uh, she's, she's like, like fourth or fifth, like after yeah she sets yeah when i was looking at the cast uh, she's listed like
0: two ahead of john david washington one of the three leads um and uh, i hope
1: this just gets added to like just a i hope it'd be very funny if taylor swift's entire acting career is just this like absolutely massive list of movies where she's like third or fourth build but is only in it for you know a, a minuscule amount of time a la cats where she has one musical number but it was like can you believe we got Taylor Swift to be in the butthole movie?
0: I, I was about to say uh, this movie is lower than Cats in Taylor Swift filmography, in my opinion. This uh, well, is I, I, truly I, I, a I,
1: I hope that, that, that filmography continues to grow of just exceedingly small roles. Uh, she, she still can't beat be Kesha, who appears for two
0: minutes in the middle of a ghost story. I loved when Kesha <laughs> showed up in a ghost story, a contemplative. What a weird movie ins- for her to be in. Insanely it. slow contemplative look at a life and love after Is she playing love, herself or after what, what it, what's No. The, or she's just an actress in it? Okay. Yeah, somebody who's bought Casey Affleck's house after he's died and he's just a ghost standing there as their lives continue to go on. Uh, yeah. They, they have a party and Kesha's at the party just being a girl partying. <laughs> I think she has a line. It's crazy. I was gonna say, is
1: she like some sort of featured player? or Is it just like, oh hey, there's Kesha. We <laughs> we know her, so we put. <laughs> yeah. Her in somehow the- we
0: know Kesha. Uh,
1: I said I would make it quick on Amsterdam. I didn't.
0: Definitely uh, don't watch this piece of shit. Uh, Steaming pile. A uh, bad movie. Uh, sorry to waste so much time on it. Let's talk Smile.
1: Yeah, Smile. Uh, was a Paramount movie. I watched it on Paramount Plus, but it came out earlier this year. Um about a woman who kind of inadvertently stumbles upon some sort of suicide curse mm-hmm. uh, or there's some sort of entity that like f- follows you, it fi- follows style, uh, except it can kind of just like appear uh, before you instead of being like this like physical entity walking towards you. Um, yeah, then my- like smiles at you and then it like uh, people end up killing themselves in front of others and that kind of like passes the curse along. Uh, So it plays out as this just like mystery, I guess you would, mystery thriller.
0: Yeah, the movie Uh, spends
1: way too much
0: time um, her running around uh, like figuring out more stuff about the smile curse and uh, it it spends way too much time doing that, getting crazier and crazier, driving around locations. There's much less, so uh, my basic thoughts on this movie is it's just shittier it follows without the style that explains itself way too much um and i stand by all that i think it follows yeah. as a modern classic um Absolutely. This, this movie's still fine that makes it sound way
1: too negative on it um i was thinking no, i thought this movie was like solidly solid not yeah, it's, like a, it's an okay solid film like it's it's a it, like it, it's gonna do it for some people. And like... most
0: most of the movie, I thought it was like just barely passing. Like was maybe gonna eke out a three, and then uh, the ending I, pops. I, I really, off. yeah, I really enjoyed the ending. Um, the ending you get, goes you, absolutely buck wild. You get, you get to see a dang creature. Um, don't want to get too uh, much yeah. into the ending, but you get to see the smile monster, and uh, that rules. Um,
1: uh, so, yeah, there is. And the smile Monster is cool. Yeah. Uh I said I wasn't gonna share an anecdote about this, and it's not the anecdote that I regrettably shared on top of <laughs> before we rec- recorded because it's a nothing. Thank God. Thank God. But uh but I was just telling Dan about how uh I this was like a late log for me because I forgot about that I had watched it. Um and uh to add to that, Elise like asked me about it. Like I told her I was like, Oh, I watched Smile today she got home she's like oh how was it do you see the monster and at first i was like i literally finished watching the movie like an hour and a half before this i was like yeah you, you kind of do and then it like took me a beat and then i remember it's like oh no like a woman tears her own face apart and has f- fucking four lower jaws and then becomes a massive version of that same thing just like it's cool the monster looks cool as shit yeah it's great um it's like a, like i said it's like a, it's like a big humanoid figure with this like massive gaping like smiling maw with like five lower jaws and uh it's just like all like exposed muscly looking kind of thing i don't know Yeah yeah it looks great um Yeah So I don't know. this um part of the reason that i think that the ending is so solidly constructed and like works is like a really good climax even though the movie um is not bad but is like a little uh meandering to like get to that point uh is this was based on a um a short film that the the director had done before that so this was like a movie that had he had done a short and it got picked up and they turned it into a feature common practice in hollywood uh but it was concept. um yeah it was it was basically the the short film was basically just like an alternate version of that same climax with like a woman at her psychiatrist saying she hasn't been able to sleep because she's been following and then you know the room changes around her and it turns out she's in a dream at that point like kind of thing and like the psychiatrist is the demon and yada 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 so it plays out like a lot of the same beats so it's it's pretty clear that he had uh, very focused vision on what like that kind of sequence would be like and then
0: you needed to the flush it out to full to length and yeah. yeah it it yeah. It knowing that I didn't know it was based on a short, but and it's uh, and it's yeah, it the beginning of it is
1: the earlier parts aren't bad. Like the first two acts aren't bad. They're just a little yeah, piddling. They're, they're, they're not the, really like the f- memorable.
0: The first one, the the girl, uh I believe her name's Jane in the movie, uh who's the smile on the poster uh whole sequence meeting her and stuff, that's great. Yeah, um, it starts strong. There's some bad acting in here, too. Her fiancé's a pretty bad actor. Uh, mm. Cal, Cal Penn is doing a bad job, too. It's wild. Cal Penn's in this.
1: Um, yeah, the the like jump scare that's in one of the trailers where like her sister walks up to the car and then like her head kind of like falls on a swivel yeah that's like, in, in the trailers in that that's looks what, cool that's what
0: had me stoked to see this movie in the first place
1: was i said okay there's going to be some cheap scares and i'm ready for it oh it is a jump scare marathon Yeah, like Absolutely. if you're if you're super jumpy you're going to it's going to get you but mm-hmm. uh I would recommend it, especially if you're like one of, you know, 47 people like I am that has a subscription to Paramount Plus and can see it free, or you're uh, also like me and have other, you know, potential means of seeing a movie on the cheap.
0: I did, uh, watch it. I, I did have to compare this movie. Of course, it follows, uh, um, easy, I, I think there's e- easy, no way to not compare yeah, it to it follows. Easy comparison to, um, uh, the ring, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because it's like when she's like, we know most of the movie, she's now got this curse and she's got about a week to live to figure out the curse and whatnot um, before uh, she succumbs to it. Um, There's but, also some uh, stuff I, like I, thrown
1: I, in there about uh, potential uh, like hereditary mental illness and right. familial trauma and. Stuff like that, it, the boring it, stuff. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't. It, it does not go into it as to like the level of what think, you would. Think this God. is a, this is a campy movie. It it just has some of those themes in there.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Which is uh, the right amount to have. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have pissed me off being prestige bullshit. There's um, a, there's a
1: time and place for it, but like this movie knows what it is and it's not trying to muddy the waters by going too deep into those things. It just it puts them there. It lets you kind of interpret them as you you want, and then. Like it's not what the movie's about, th- This
0: would have been a shining diamond in the, like, high school class of, like, all the Bloomhouse bullshit movies coming out. And, oh, like, if this had come... I mean, like, it's like, early thousands remakes and stuff. I think this is better than a lot of those. Um, it, caught, but-
1: it caught a really nice wave. Like, it had a lot of, like, momentum and people were, like, really talking about it. And um, I think it's, like, a good addition to this kind of line of malignant barbarian you know they we've kind of been talking about it and beating the drum of campier horror movies and like we're gonna need some like i mean we tell ta- like black phone too like we need those like b plus a minus tier uh yeah. movies like in this like run of yeah this is somewhere around horror
0: this is somewhere around that same uh like really solid level of quality as some like a the black phone
1: yeah i, I, I mean i'd I, probably I say like younger. black phones like an a minus Smile is like a really solid, like B to like low B plus kind of tier, um, but if this had come out in like 2009, Gangbusters, we would Absolutely. have already had a Smile two and three. Yeah. Like at this point, it Easy. seems like we might probably get a Smile. We probably, I think okay, we anyway. might, yeah. Um, Which I'm not going to be like necessarily mad about. What do you There's, think they're going like, to call, call it, like Keep Smiling? Um, I have. They just call it Smile two. They (laughs) won't. I think we need we need more stuff, and like that's coming from a guy who will go to his grave knowing full and well the sequel to Now You See Me should have been called Now You Don't. Okay, so just don't overthink it. Slap a two on the end of that bad boy. Maybe even put it underneath it on the poster. Who knows? Uh, Something else I saw, and this is um, it's we've never had this before, but this is a what you've been watching uh, live stage theater edition uh but i bring this up because uh it's i'm going to use it to transition i saw uh the alanis morissette musical jagged little pill we were able to score some free tickets to it the other night is this like a narrative musical i'm not familiar with this at all yeah it's oh, big it's, it's had several runs on broadway already uh not,
0: not anywhere close to my radar
1: no, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's a music called, called Jagged Little Pill. Features all of the uh, the music of Alanis Morissette. Not every Alanis Morissette song, but it features heavily uh, or exclusively music by Alanis Morissette. Um, and it was good. It, it does have a narrative. It follows kind of like a family over the course of a year and uh, uh, kind of their ups and downs. Um, but I bring it up. Again, super briefly, I'm going to keep this brief on like you did with Amsterdam. I'm like, "Oh my god, it just went on and on." But it was uh, it. co- written by Diablo Cody, who wrote uh one of our films for today, Juno. Uh we watched two uh movies about it's just two comedies about getting pregnant. Is that kind of an unexpected yep. pre- pregnancy? Yeah. Uh, I think is what you had written down there. Yeah, and you're uh, my watched, copy. Yeah, Juno and Knocked Up, uh, both from 2007. Um, Dan, why don't you tell us about Knocked
0: Up? I thought, oh, this will work out great. I'm the one saying the first synopsis. So I can roll right into it, and then you pivoted. This is crazy. This is yeah. unprecedented, dude. Um, yeah, Knocked Up, 2007, directed by Judd Apatow, starring Seth Rogen, and Katherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, Jason Segel, Martin Starr, and a bunch of other comedians you love to see. Ambitious career woman Allison Scott has scored her dream job in an on-air role on E, while immature slacker Ben Stone lives off injury compensation and works on a website with his stoner friends. Celebrating her promotion, the two meet and drunkenly conceive a baby. The unlikely pair tries to give a relationship a chance. Due to Ben's lack of support and concerns about her sister's seemingly loveless marriage, Allison grows increasingly worried about the relationship's longevity, and they separate. Ben, rejected again by Allison, gets his shit together, moving out on his own and reading the baby books. Allison goes into labor but can't find their doctor. Ben demonstrates his newfound caring by handling all the pitfalls and making for a smooth pregnancy. They welcome a baby girl and leave the hospital to start a life together. Movie had a $25 million budget, made $219 million at the box office. It's got a letterbox average rating of 3.1, Rotten Tomatoes critic rating of 89, and user of 83. That's one of the uh, uh, closer uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic to audience. Uh, Usually there's like a good 20 point margin between critic and yeah. audience on just like everything we watch
1: but uh six point spread pretty close i'm going i'm gonna tell you right now we got another close one because uh like i said we watched juno also from 2007 directed by jason reitman and uh i think it's worth noting that it, it was in fact re- written by diablo cody this was like the movie that launched her it was kind of like a big sticking point that it was written by her uh when it came out uh like I, I remember more that it's written by Diablo Cody than I do that it was directed by Jason Reitman. Um it stars Elliot Page, Michael Sarah, J.K. Simmons, who I can't I can't believe it that we have to talk about him. We swore we would never talk about JK we Simmons lied. on this podcast. We lied. Uh that guy from Arrested Development and Elektra, uh being Jason Bateman and Jennifer Garner. Uh also, welcome back to the pod, Olivia Thorlby. Uh you were in dread. We got a yeah. Isn't
0: that nice? She's she's the the new judge that he's uh working with. We got a lot of welcome backs. Leslie Mann, welcome back to the pod from uh Stealing Harbor. We got J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons back from uh uh the fucking Snyder movies fake episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> that's a bonus episode. That's why I forgot that we had even talked about him in the first place. I want to say I have one more welcome
0: back. I'll uh I'll find it when I it- pops up in my notes because i can't think it'll of come
1: around i'm sure yeah. uh in juno 16 year old juno gets pregnant by her boyfriend or by her friend bleaker not to be confused with beaker from the muppets even though they do look similar this comes as a surprise You're putting for the bits pre-
0: in this stop putting bits yeah. in this
1: this comes as a surprise for the precocious teen, as she is a teenager and only wanted to have chair sex not a baby On her way to procure a hasty abortion, she is told babies have fingernails and wanted to be born. This prompts Juno to decide to find a family to give the baby up for adoption to. She finds Mark and Vanessa in the penny saver and decides they would be a perfect fit. Vanessa is a go-getting professional lady, and Mark is a former punk turned jingle writer with a love of horror movies and underage girls. Juno must navigate the struggles of being a pregnant teen while trying to find out what kind of girl she is. In the end, she realizes what's most important to her and seemingly goes on to live a happy life. This also has a only six point spread between critic and audience on Rotten Tomatoes, 94 and, uh, 88 respectively.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that transcends the number 90, making that spread way bigger. In my opinion, 88 (laughs) is further from 94 than whatever I said, 83 from (laughs) 89. I forget.
1: Uh, it has a letterboxd rating of 3.7. Uh, it had an estimated budget of 75 or 7.5 million, 75 million for this piece of shit. Come on. Um, it went on to uh make an insane amount of money, uh grossing 143 million domestically and two hundred and thirty-two million worldwide. Those are insane returns. This movie yeah. went gangbusters, baby. Everybody yeah. was talking about this appetite. Both boy.
0: these movies did great. Yeah, Juno was huge, I feel like um Knocked Up Solidified was, uh uh what's his name? The Apatow comedy.
1: Yeah, Judd Apatow is being uh, just like the comedic voice of a new generation. Somebody Um, had to have said that about him at some point. Something dumb like that. Yeah.
0: Um, We're going to talk about Juno first. We mentioned it last week. Um, Elliot Page is a trans man. The character of Juno is a female character that Elliot Mm -hmm. played uh, in his youth. Uh, If we mix up the gender, we're going to be talking particularly about the character of Juno. The female yeah, characters so I'm we're, gonna, we're I'm gonna doing try... gender but we might mess up at some point but we mean to, we understand how it works uh at I, least really really
1: really really hard uh to exclusively refer to juno the character and not elliot page the actor which is uh i know we normally just interchangeably say names yeah. uh like this all crazy. this one's
0: easy too because it's the name of the movie is Gina yeah it's I'm the worst one at doing it too just calling it I'll halfway through the pod ask you what a character's name is (laughs) because I've just been calling them the actor's name usually um I do want to make fun of this movie a little bit to start off um this was that like twee indie wave of movies so when I searched this movie on HBO max uh it popped up right alongside Little Miss Sunshine 500 Days of Summer Napoleon Dynamite and Garden State uh, what, a bunch what of f- movies that I liked, well, except I never liked Garden State, but a bunch of movies I liked uh, in the time period that are now, like, Tumblr, like, lame bullshit to me, um, despite, I mean, I don't know, I haven't my, seen a lot my, of these in a while, Little Miss Sunshine I still like, I think.
1: Uh, yeah. I And I probably would still like all of those movies, but my literally my first note on Juno is just me making way too long of a note because it's just to myself about how like this watching Juno like feels like a whole like stepping into like a fucking time capsule. Absolutely. It is probably the greatest representation alongside like Napoleon dynamite, I guess of like a wholly singular moment in filmmaking where every indie movie came out that came out, like in a wide release was exactly the same type of movie where you have just this like exceedingly clever dialogue of like, you know, like just a mile a minute dialogue with these infinitely quotable lines written by, you know, clever and like funny writers, but the very, very specific moment in indie cinema like these like not quite mumblecore movies that are like which was probably why they got the wide release because they're not like the fucking dupless brothers making the puffy chair uh right. like kind of thing but definitely like still close enough in genre to be like considered you know like sister yeah. films or something
0: a big issue i have with this movie is juno doesn't even feel like a human being. No, she like, doesn't. The, the, the character of Juno, like that's not a real the, person. The, the way she behaves, that's that's not a real person. That's someone unless that's somebody how you, they unless think.
1: like that is somebody you know. Please let us know that like uh, my friend was exactly this because she's like uh, not quite even like manic pixie dream girl. I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that. Applies, but it's like in that but, vein.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely applies, but isn't the uh shining example like a, yeah yeah exactly um i was gonna say for, of course of course that term coined for uh kirsten dunst in elizabeth town uh maybe it only came out in like 2005 or something so like mm-hmm. i feel like that term's been around forever but cameron crowe self-termed it when he made that fucking
1: movie also elizabeth that sucks <laughs> but again like but around that same time like i mean I feel like Elizabeth Town is I've I've never seen it, but from what I understand, like it's basically Cameron Crowe trying to make this kind of style of indie movie in a way. But yeah, there I mean, again, there's like
0: there's like adorable shit that doesn't even make sense in that movie. At the beginning of the movie, Orlando Bloom, suicidally depressed, I forget why, um, so he, he mounts a chef's knife to his like elliptical bike with the intention of riding it will kill him. And it's fucking an insane image. It doesn't okay. make any sense.
1: Uh, very stupid. Yeah, that's, not, that's Cameron Crowe trying to make an indie movie, <laughs> but let, let's talk about, let's, let's probably go through this and we might do it pretty quick. I, I would assume we're going to do this. Both of these movies pretty quick. They're extremely plot light and dialogue heavy. Um, yeah, the movie starts out with Juno walking
0: around town, uh chugging a big um uh jug of Sunny D. Uh she's looking at a chair that's now on her lawn and remarks that it all started out with a chair. Uh cuts to um without showing really characters faces, just insane insane close-ups of them to give us that uh hot summer nights feel of uh, these kids uh having sex for the first time uh and we immediately cut out of that you think it's going into full flashback mode and it uh shatters your expectations because now it's just juno walking around town drinking her sunny light being adorkable uh i think everyone knows what i'm talking about the indie shaky line animation that's in here for the opening titles and stuff The the lines shake and the a uh, fake uh hand drawn like in a notebook or something style um yep. so similar uh, to
1: the kind the art we see in Napoleon Dynamite
0: yeah definitely uh, um
1: we the music in the movie i think the soundtrack on it as a whole still rips uh there's some good songs if you
0: don't know it's like <laughs> anthony green style like fake indie punk bs you yeah. know yeah, I guess. Are you looking at me?
1: You got the moldy peaches.
0: Yeah. Did it's I see them. the wrong green? Is it Adam Green I'm thinking of? Who's the one in the moldy peaches?
1: Anthony Green is the guy from Circus Survive.
0: I think you're the right guy. We might have to stop down.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'm not editing this out. This is just. This is going to be your egg on your face moment. Uh, we also get a cameo from. Uh, I said they're Ray, on. I said they're on Green Wilson. Wilson. Oh, I said
0: they're on Green. It's Adam Green.
1: Adam is Green the one okay. from
0: Moldy Peaches. Well, uh, then that's why that I was giving you that look because I was very music. confused. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense now. I said. I mean. I was going to let you just I was like, okay, he's got a point to make. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm glad we caught it because uh, if I if I had said the wrong man's name, it would have been a different point. I can't
1: wait for uh, this Thursday to get a message on Discord from Sam immediately telling us how we're wrong and not giving us a chance to fucking correct ourselves (laughs) like he did this week about calling Strange World a Pixar movie when it's only just Disney. Yeah. God, sorry. We got around to it. We got around to it. Uh rain wilson makes an appearance as a uh convenience store clerk who calls her her fl- fl- fertile myrtle while they just ex- exchange jabs at a feverish pace we keep forgetting because it's not actually
0: on the list that we've got to do a uh, kick-ass sometime of yeah the movie in which uh the elliot page character rapes the rain wilson character <laughs> which is a very so strange they, follow-up they, to this these, movie. these two will be back together uh sooner than you'd think Um, Um, yeah he's saying annoying dialogue too he doesn't act like a real person but he's selling her pregnancy tests Uh, I had to write down the horrifically cringe uh, uh, note of uh, when she's trying to shake the pregnancy test to make it go away and he says that's not an extra sketch this is one doodle can't be undid home skillet is a direct mm -hmm. quote from Rain Wilson Uh, uh, truly (laughs) cringed me up horrifically um but yeah, she's there's no way around it. She's pregnant. Uh she goes home, uh calls her friend Leah, the aforementioned Olivia Thrillby. Welcome back to the pod. Um to uh she calls her on her hamburger phone, another one of those just a little thing big thing from the movie because yeah, she the hamburger
1: phone comes back up and was like a whole thing. That,
0: everybody knew about this fucking hamburger phone. Not yeah. as cool as the shell phone, inexplicably in it follows. <laughs> Uh, no, never, never explained it in any way.
1: Um, that's the best. That's the best part about that shell phone eerier thing is that it never gets brought up. You know, we live in a um, world where it's just Detroit, but also it is some sort of distant future, <laughs> apparently, yeah. where Detroit uh, is still just Detroit. You know, uh, yeah, she but, ca- the, One of the quotes I had to write down, or at least like mention, was like she calls her f- friend. And her friend's like, oh, is this Juno? And she says, no, it's Morgan Freeman. Got any bones that need collecting? Because every fucking tween's uh, biggest uh, connection to Morgan Freeman in 2007 was that he was in The Bone Collector. Like, what an insanely fucking specific and niche reference for one of the, like, most famous actors of all time.
0: I'm currently looking at the cast of The Bone Collector, and Morgan Freeman isn't in this movie. The star is even weirder than the then. star is Denzel Washington. Even fucking fuck weirder than what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, I I I had a uh, I had some an audience member try to submit a klutz's correction this week uh because we said uh will scarlett o'hara he's from georgia uh try to tell me it's a gone with the wind reference i said i know it just doesn't make any fucking sense in (laughs)
2: any context
1: wait who is it who is this person out them right now This is my friend ryan not not who did
0: our theme song another ryan okay I don't think you know.
1: It's, it's such wild that you're gonna come. You're gonna come at us on our movie film podcast. Yeah, we and love assume you. we don't know what Gone with the Wind is a movie that we will be fucking doing on the podcast. Would, are you it, serious, Ryan?
0: It would be good if we, uh, if we. Ryan, actually are you gave... serious?
1: I am so fucking close to my microphone right now, Ryan. Uh, you got me yeah, here.
0: Um, fake heat, cheap heat. Uh, it would be really funny if we then didn't did the know. gone well. If we did the Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. episode, and we're like, "Wait, that's the joke."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put it all together. Um, Which even you know what? Then that, that makes me even um, more upset because you know what, Ryan, you should have. If you thought we didn't know that, you should have let that happen. Yeah, we you should have let should, us. You should have let us get egg on our face and Gone yeah. with
0: the Wind episode. Anyway
1: thanks for um, writing in though ryan i appreciate you listening thank you so much yeah he just um, i love it. you very much you're my best friend
0: <laughs> he just said it to me at a bar but uh yeah, right, thanks for writing in um at least he's interacting with us so uh they're in this predicament together uh lee is a good friend helping juno out uh they move uh that sex chair onto uh bleaker's lawn bleaker is uh michael Sarah character it's kind of a reveal that it's michael Sarah. they like hide his face and stuff a lot so i don't it is know weird. like he's on the poster but mm-hmm. <laughs> they almost treat it like it's a reveal early on but um uh, michael Sarah's is seemingly just a little good boy um he's being a little cute adorable michael Sarah in this movie um oh that's another welcome back who's in uh this is the end Oh, that's true. Playing himself in that movie. Uh, Really funny part. One of the biggest things people remember from that movie. Um, He's on the track team uh, line. that I haven't seen this movie since theaters, um, but the line that always stuck with me was as the track team's running by. She's talking about uh, even if she doesn't want to, she can't help but picture their penises swinging in their uh, little running shorts. She calls them pork swords at one point. Uh, Pork sword always... Uh, really stuck in my head despite being this kind of uh, aughts dialogue that I definitely do not like anymore. Uh, And they decide uh, she tells him that she's going to take care of it. Um, He kind of fumbles in that uh, he says just like, well, if that's what you want to do. Not like supportive enough in that situation um even if that would be what he would be hoping and you, i well, mean he's making the right choice and respecting
1: her choice but right, right. uh
0: it uh, doesn't I, provide I think, enough comfort i don't think
1: i think what like is um so helpfully like endearing uh and like lasting for this movie is that while i would agree that juno at least most of the time doesn't feel like a real person and i think that's like Part of it is that the character obviously has a lot of you know a lot of these defense mechanisms built up because, as she herself states, like she doesn't know who she is. She's um, uh, a person who's obviously trying to find themselves. Um, is that every other character feels very real? Um, I mean, Michael Sarah's a little too jokey.
0: Like he's too much the Michael Sarah character. But um, I th- which th- I think that okay. might be just
1: an effect of Michael Sarah's prevalence in this time where it's like you see him like he's too much of a just like specific actor yeah whereas like somebody like i i consider somebody like jk simmons like um similar to like another actor we talked about recently tom hanks where it's like I, I even though tom hanks is like insanely famous like you can believe tom hanks in any role that he plays i think jk simmons is another actor who does that like extremely effectively like can basically play any role like I, him and alice and janney are very believable like real parents yeah, they, in everything th- they do
0: that's the point i was gonna make is it's uh for me it's the adults that really ground this movie is uh jk simmons and alice mm-hmm. and janney is uh juno's uh father and stepmother and then um the jason bateman uh jennifer gardner yeah character she wants nothing in life besides to have a baby he wants to, i mean problematically is obsessed with his youth um mm-hmm. and in uh, a really in a really weird i mean obviously you don't like him by the end but you're like rooting for him to just play his records loud and yeah, uh, watch his horror movies uh, despite his shrewish wife's. Uh, and then, th- then there's the good reveal of him, obviously uh, <laughs> fumbling the trust that both you as the viewer and Juno have placed in him.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think part of what m- like makes Michael Sarah st- grounds my- the Michael Sarah character for me. Bleaker is that that was like seven dudes I knew in high school when I saw this movie, like that was like half of my friend group was just that guy. Uh, yeah. I
0: mean, I guess we joked around too much as kids too. So, um, but, it, I mean, I'm, but I've giving it, him it's, too hard of a time, but rain
1: Wilson and Elliot page are not they're, playing. They're nobody, they're playing nobody characters like that. that. are not really humans. Yeah. But, I, and I think at the very least that moment where she comes to him and says, I'm going to take care of it. It's okay. Where it's just like, He's so just, like, ambushed by, like, not only her, like, with the information, but she literally spends all evening setting up, like, that furniture set that she had been staring at in his front yard. So, like, the first thing he's coming out to, which, you like, you know, he's, like, going to cross-country practice. Is, he's just
0: eating a Hot Pocket. He's supposed a, to be running yeah, already.
1: He's, like, the girl that he's in love with sitting in a fully set-up living room set uh, in his front yard which is already kind of shocking enough. And then she says, I'm pregnant. I'm getting an abortion. You don't have to worry about it. And he's kind of just like, uh. "Uh, okay. I guess that's good. You do whatever you want. Um, yeah. And then, so then she, uh, calls women now, which is another funny line. This is also when I was like, I got to stop writing down quotes because yeah. the first 20 minutes of the movie is nothing but, quotable lines yeah uh, women says, now they help women now because they help women now it. yeah, yeah. Um, she calls uh,
0: them on, to schedule an abortion on her hamburger phone um did they ever say the
1: word abortion in this movie
0: i don't think they do no she does because she uh does. she
1: says she's calling to procure a hasty abortion okay uh, which is a, something i've always like another line that has stuck like that line and the uh Su Chin saying babies deserve to be born all babies are the deserve two lines to be born yeah that have always yeah stuck always, in my head for some that, reason that
0: all babies deserve to be born uh really stuck in we'll be in that scene in just one second but uh yeah, she calls on her hamburger phone. Knocked up, though. I did notice really specifically avoids ever saying the word abortion.
1: Yeah, there's um, even a there's even the scene that I mean we'll talk. I'll just mention it now, and we don't need to bring it up. Where Jay Baruchel's character Jay is uh, anti-abortion, apparently, or at least anti-abortion in this case, and Jonah Hill has to. He was like I'm not I won't even say it but it rhymes with schmishmorshin.
0: Yeah. I I don't want to uh, upset your fucking baby ears or something he says. Yeah, well, I'll just say schmishmorshin. It reminds yeah, and then uh another uh, movie that Allison's like dialogue mom, wise like it oh, knocked yeah, no. up,
1: that was like felt very real to me because that is literally how me and all of my friends talk to each other and still do to this day. Right.
0: But did we do it because of Apatow? I don't know, dude. Did people create know. reality? I don't know. Um, what yeah, is reality? Al- man? Allison's All mom is in, fucking, it's in our head. Yeah. Allison's mom in that movie uh, also really specifically says, uh, You take care of it, she says a bunch of times, which. Uh, mm-hmm. um, okay, so it's good. At least one of these movies had the courage to say a portion. Uh, yeah. Get, it, not to go back to Cameron will too many times, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High was way before this it was literally mostly just a movie about a young woman uh in bad circumstances having to get an abortion uh they already handled it we know that these things happen you're allowed to yeah. say the word um anyway so yeah she uh goes to um women now uh their Planned Parenthood style place uh her classmate Sue Chin is outside uh, doing the chant um and as she uh as uh, Juno passes her Um, She says uh, the baby's already got fingernails. um, Prompts Juno to turn around and say, oh, fingernails, huh? Uh, This really sticks with her. Uh, She goes in and the older uh, goth receptionist uh, is being uh, very... uh, She doesn't care too much. She's like playing a Nintendo DS uh, as Juno walks in. Uh, She offers Juno... Tells her uh, to
1: surrender all bombs.
0: Yeah. uh, She... uh, she offers Juno you know, one of their free boys and berry condoms and chimes in that uh, every time her and her boyfriend have intercourse, his junk smells like pie. Um that's fun. Uh but um
1: But this is something, she just, something this, about this, this when, experience. Yeah, yeah go ahead. This is when she decides that she's gonna keep the baby. Uh it, it basically is I mean, it's played really well, you know. She it does the thing where it like zooms in on people like scratching their arms and you can hear it, like where she's clearly just getting overwhelmed by the the anxiety of the situation and uh like the emotion behind it. And maybe, you know, like you said, you know, she stops to question the fingernails thing that Su Chen uh says to her. So maybe that kinda like got to her too. But she decides she's gonna keep it, give it up uh and then her and uh Leah, Leah is like, a friend's name yeah. uh, well what if we find somebody that you can give the baby up to for adoption that's when we, we find Mark and Vanessa uh, They Mark has uh, we learn later presumably unknown to Vanessa put an ad in the penny saver he thought it would take a while apparently Juno just shows up like mm-hmm. a week after he puts it in there, because that kind of becomes like an impetus of his uh, anxiety and fears later on. Uh, but she sets up a meeting with them and her dad, played by J.K. Simmons. Uh, well,
0: yeah, first there's a pretty big scene of uh, uh, her telling uh, her mom or her, J.K. Simmons, her dad, and her mm. stepmother, uh, uh, Allison Janney, uh, shouts out uh, from one of my favorite movies of all time, Big Night. Um, I love Alison Janney and J.K. Yeah, she's 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 good and everything. J.K. Simmons good and everything. He's just he makes plenty of movies I don't like, but uh, boy howdy does he always deliver no matter what. Uh, even in Justice League, love seeing him. J. Jonah Jameson great, Whiplash great. Love, yeah, always a always a treat to see the guy. Um, they handle it pretty well. Um, uh, I mean as far as you could in this situation. Um, there's there's a nice scene after uh, Juno and Leah retreat upstairs, um, where it's just the two of them uh, talking about it, and J.K. Simmons in a very human moment says, "I'm not ready to be a pop pop." Yeah, uh, and I just thought Great he's scene. cute, and then he says, uh, "And I'm gonna punch that bleaker kid in the wiener next time I see him." Uh, he's fun. Uh, Allison Janney points out, "Sweetheart, you know it wasn't his idea," and reluctantly <laughs> is like, "Yeah, probably not." Um. So uh, J.K. Simmons going with her to the appointment with uh, 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 Jennifer Garner and Jason Bateman. Uh, she is making the house way too nice, way too perfect. It's these are like rich yuppies. He, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, even asks Slater if Juno thinks he's just a rich yuppie, which he is. Uh, yeah, you you did call him an aged punk in uh your synopsis which he specifically does not like punk he's a gen x That's fucking loser he's into grunge and shit it's juno who tries to get him to like punk i do like sonic youth but uh most of his opinions are stupid <laughs> um, <laughs> juno's cooler than him um but yeah juno's just like being quirky in their house uh she goes to the bathroom she's uses moisturizer, or whatever she sees his guitar they talk about guitars uh jennifer garner's like a little too concerned about this but uh they uh, decide amicably uh that uh, they'll have a traditional closed adoption um uh, i think they'll pay for all the medical expenses but she just wants the baby to go to a happy home
1: and like kind of i guess subtextually like in these scenes it's it's Juno is always going to just give the baby to these people, um I think, regardless of anything, but I think when she sees Mark's stuff and kind of learns about him, that's kind of her impetus to be like, "Oh, like I'm absolutely making the right decision, like this is cool, like they've got all of their stuff together, Mark's gonna like do a good job, you know Mark's gonna raise this like baby to be cool, and Vinette, like they've got their shit together, which um then like makes for a nice little like full circle thing where it becomes like Juno. I think, you know, at the end of the movie, she specifically has the line of like the baby was always Vanessa's kind of thing where it's like, you see that kind of like full circle as Juno is finding herself. And as these people are going through these events and how uh, it matures and changes them. And it's nice. It's it's a nice little subtle touch. Uh, uh, Diablo Cody did a very, very good job writing this movie being very tight uh nice well well paced and moving script um from here it's basically the ultrasound scene yeah it's it's a lot of scenes when i mentioned that it's like plot light uh majority of the just real meat of the movie is uh you know little stuff on screen telling us how much time it's been and the pregnancy progressing so yeah we get a, yeah. a so, scene at a at an ultrasound where uh the ultrasound technician is makes a rude comment about how well like it's God it's a good thing you're going giving going it up much, for adoption yeah. and alice and jenny is like well what is your job and she's like i'm an ultrasound technician and uh do Jenny's anything you fucking suck "Is well, well i'm, an, her off I'm like a nail crazy. technician and i think we should both stick to what we do or what yeah. we know or something yeah. like that
0: Allison Janey pops the fuck off in this scene. She's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: the the kind of big thing that's happening also, um uh she keeps visiting uh Jason Bateman while Jennifer Gardner's at work. Uh he says he has too much uh, rich people juice and then offers her a Sobe, which is yeah. really weird to see. We, which it also um,
1: the whole thing with her visiting Mark starts very innocently. Juno is ex- extremely kind of naive in this whole thing. There's even a scene with Alice and Janie where she's saying you can't just drive to these people's house. Yeah. Mark is He's a married a- man. You can't just show up unannounced uh and hang out with him alone like it's just you you there there are things at play here that you do not understand. You're not equipped to understand. Um they get but she she shows it. up the first time innocently to just show them, them the ultrasound. Yeah. Uh, she's got the ultrasound done. And she thought they'd want to see it. Vanessa is at work. Uh, as Mark says, she's working late to kind of rack up some uh, PTO. And they they bond over music and horror movies. And then it's Juno starts showing up just to hang out with Mark because she thinks he's cool.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a weird scene when she's giving him the ultrasound uh, pictures and that she says she wanted uh, uh, the sex of the baby to be a surprise for them and jason bateman says to a trans man uh well there's only one of two ways it could go mm. which uh history has made that an inadvertently a uh, funny line um but yeah then they're watching uh uh the wizard of gore by Herschel gordon lewis uh she reluctantly uh comes around to it being better than dario argento which i don't know about that um
1: i never seen uh, any of the
0: herschel gordon lewis stuff but i've seen wizard of gore
1: actually from this movie uh back in 2007 when i was seeing this for the first time i was not as into horror as uh, i am now not by a fucking long shot i was still mostly afraid of it and uh i like this definitely <laughs> as corny as these references are now in 2022 uh having the interests i have now uh these were put put both uh, Wizard of Gore and Dario Argento like much more on my radar than they were uh, as a 16year- old in 2007. so big ups to Juno for that. I, this made me wonder if I liked Bell
0: and Sebastian before I saw this movie. And before I saw these fucking indie movies from this period that had a bunch of Bell and Sebastian. Probably not, man. This is probably your exposure to it. I really don't know. I would like to think I'm cooler than that slightly, but I don't I don't fucking know. Um so yeah, they uh uh she leaves, uh that's when she has the kind of fight with Alice and Janney. Um uh, who uh, uh, airs her grievances with Juno because uh, she can't get dogs because mm-hmm. uh, Juno's allergic to their saliva? She says, "As soon as you move out, I'm getting Weimaraners." And <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the dog that famously scared me when I was a child—I was terrified Horrific. of Weimaraners. Everyone was
1: afraid of that fucking. Uh, what is it? Sesame Street? They did yeah, we we yeah, the Weimaraners. That one heads specific with artist. the human hands. Yeah, it's they, guy they were
0: that they stuff. were on Sesame Street. I think it was. Um I think a guy like made pictures like that before and mm-hmm. then a yeah. I don't
1: know but uh famously scared you're, you're me as exactly a child you exactly right. You just don't know the <laughs> the pronouns or the the proper nouns rather. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh, uh and, we, we, this we is why I we cut back a couple just, of times. I, I have like no notes from this. Yeah, I literally I, have nothing until uh Jason Bateman is revealed to be a pedophile. Yeah, um there's the scene
0: of um jennifer garner trying to paint the baby room talking about uh nesting Uh, she's torn torn between two shades of yellow one's custard and one's cheesecake bateman makes a joke about maybe they'll pick a third dessert color or something Mm -hmm. um and uh i reveal that he's not taking this terribly seriously because he needs to read a baby book uh common thread between the two movies is the fella not reading the baby books Um, not stepping up which she um
1: later on mentions like jennifer garner's character is that you know uh in some of the books she's reading is that it's a mother becomes or a woman becomes a mother when she gets pregnant a man becomes a father when he sees his child uh which is kind of you can kind of tell in that moment that that's her like it's probably like a mantra she's been repeating as she's seeing the cracks start to show in their relationship and uh, mark's yeah. attitude towards the whole process uh
0: juno runs into jennifer garner at the mall uh sees her playing with a friend's child and it really warms her heart uh they run into each other like fully and uh jennifer garner has a really emotional moment where she talks to juno's belly um there's a, a, a like a 10 second bell and sebastian montage where uh, michael Sarah's running and alice and janney's making pregnancy jeans. um oh at some point in here i didn't even take a note uh, she goes to hang out with Michael Sarah, and um, he's like, "Yeah, we could maybe after all this we could like get back together like he it seems like he still loves her um and she kind Not of blows sure. him off, tells him to uh he should go check out this girl who smells like soup uh she gets mad uh shortly after when she finds out he's going to the prom with the girl who smells like soup uh they get in a big fight, um where he says. Like he loved her or whatever, and uh she didn't care. He he has the funny line about I know you didn't have just have sex with me because you were bored because there was a bunch of good stuff on TV yeah. that day. <laughs> um, that's that's a pretty funny line funny. that I do like. Um She goes back to she after that anger she drives to um see Bateman again. Um that's when they end up slow dancing and he reveals to her that he's leaving
1: um presumably wife, for her
0: yeah he he i remember this being like worse than it was like i thought he tried to kiss her or something because uh, like, it made yeah, me feel that. really really bad but when it, i was a kid but
1: it's it still it, it makes you feel bad to,
0: yeah he looks at her like uh, he feels like he's rejected and well, asks he her specifically, what she thinks she's doing there yeah he and specifically like, says oh, you know I'm, creep, leaving,
1: huh? I'm leaving i'm leaving she said, you know, Juno is like, no, you can't do that because she's a lot of why she's excited and, you know, so happy to give the baby to them is because they seem to have, you know, they're super cool people, uh, or he's super cool. Vanessa's super on top of everything. Like, it seems like the perfect, um, pair for her. And she's like, you can't do that. No, no, no. And yeah, his, his responses is, is, I thought you would be happy. And then what do you think you're doing here? Uh, yeah. clearly he has caught feelings for a 16-year-old girl who is about to give up her baby to them and is planning to leave his wife for her and get a, um apartment in the city. and
0: A loft. A loft. Uh, and, a
1: loft, ever the cool guy. And uh, to try and, I guess, resurrect his rock and roll career. Yeah, um, really lame. Um, but uh, it feels
0: uh uh really sadly superhuman um the portrayal of him he's not cast as an out and out villain despite doing a bad thing like we see the choices that lead him here he's obviously a bad guy for having these feelings Mm -hmm. um lashing out in the last uh strike for freedom he could um yeah tragically human i would say
1: him and Um, vanessa have a huge fight confirming that they are going to leave she comes home as
0: juno is leaving distressed and uh she immediately says what did you do (coughs) he confirms uh that they're separating um despite being upset uh reflecting for a while uh she comes back and leaves a note uh we don't see the note for a while here um at some point she goes back to school confesses her love to michael Sarah. uh they kiss it's really nice um her water breaks, they go to the hospital. Um yeah, whole whole family's jumping in the car. Uh Juno has a stepsister, June Bug uh, not June Bug, uh Liberty, Liberty Bell, Bell. Uh, who is uh comically barely in the movie, but she's funny. Well, that, I, she
1: I, it's very it's super funny that there's just a bunch of they multiple times just kind of talk about how Liberty Bell is super dumb. Yeah. Like <laughs> and then like you see liberty bell and she's like maybe five yeah uh yeah they yell at super at one funny point to turn... talk about <laughs> how dumb a like basically a toddler is. yeah they they yell at uh
0: gina for forgetting to li- give liberty bell her breathing medication at yeah. one point and gina says well she
1: didn't die
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny stuff i think
1: the first time i saw this i thought when they mentioned liberty bell because like her name's liberty bell is like that it liberty well was the dog and then they mention how they don't even have dogs it's like oh, <laughs> oh no oh, okay. it's this kid yeah because they talk about her like she's a dog yeah and i think at first
0: they're calling her lb mm-hmm. um juno at least calls her LB. um yeah they're going yeah. to the hospital um sarah shows up to the hospital like he just we find out in voiceover he just like knew so he like runs there um neither of them want to see the baby they just hold each other and have an emotional moment i believe this is when uh he says uh or uh, you said earlier that um it was always vanessa's baby um and she's at the hospital uh alice and janney looks over as she's holding her child for the first time and uh uh jennifer garner doesn't know what to do she says how do i look alice and janney says uh you look scared as shit exactly how you should be or something like that yeah um and we uh we we cut out to uh The child in its uh, now desert yellow-colored room uh, with the framed note that Juno wrote on the wall saying, "Uh, Vanessa, I'm still in if you're in, Juno. Cut fully out. It's now summer. We get our flickery uh, indie letters. Uh, Allison Janney has two cute Weimar Honor puppies. I'm not scared of them anymore. Face my fears. Um, Juno's riding her bike uh, to uh, go happily play Guitar with Michael Sarah. Seems like they have a nice normal relationship after this. Yeah. Uh, pretty nice
1: movie. Good movie. Um really remembered movie. it fondly. Um there's you some dialogue like, that feels yeah i, I guess like you, shark jumpy not like dated in like just a way that like that like that's just not what yeah, but comedy that, jokes are anymore, i thought it was but,
0: funny yeah i love comedy jokes um <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean but comedy joke sounds like when trump said bad food or oh, I, I said comedy uh, <laughs> jokes on purpose okay um it was a comedy joke itself it was a comedy joke yeah <laughs> um yeah you said that this movie is super well written and stuff i definitely agree it's a, it's such in a terms of like the structure of the movie the dialogue uh i've already voiced my opinions on some of the dialogue i don't need to retread it luckily it, it, like i said there are grounding characters it's uh, almost exclusively ground, juno who yeah.
1: stays like that throughout the movie outside if every of like the side character
0: moment. was talking like rain wilson this movie would be unwatchable but which there l- are plenty it, of
1: movies that came out around this time that are like that and i think juno probably had an adverse effect on film writing as a whole for a specific group of people where they're just like i've got to be this clever and unfortunately not everyone is that clever uh where even the even as cringe as some of that dialogue is it's like other people
0: did it worse
1: yeah it's it's clever writing and like clever wordplay um a lot of the time Um, so big ups to Diablo Cody on all of that. You've had a nice career,
0: (laughs) it's good to see. Juno, Juno, good. I was thinking I was really gonna hate this on a rewatch, but uh,
1: the good parts are still good. Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and kind of quickly take you through Knocked Up, another movie everyone has seen. And we're back talking about knocked up. Uh, Chad Appetel, man, came out swinging. I mean, he would already done Freaks and Geeks, obviously, but like you come out with Super Bad and then follow it up with Knocked Up. You kidding? The man was the man black. He didn't
0: direct out. Super Bad.
1: Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, pretty, to come out sure. swinging, directorial debut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is this his theatrical... I think it's his feature-length debut. It's got to be, right? Oh, no, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, that's right. Well, hey, to direct 40-Year-Old Virgin and then to follow it up with Knocked Up, the band was blacked out. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It still applies. I just had my movies (laughs) wrong. (laughs) We get around there.
0: He had a hand in, like, most of these big comedies you think of from these days. Oh, yeah, so many. He's... He's a producer on a lot of the ones you think of: uh, Anchorman, Step Brothers, Pineapple Express, mm. forgetting Sarah Marshall, Talladega Nights. Apparently, I'm seeing now he was a producer on the Cable Guy. Uh, didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, year One movie, I think, is stupid, but it's fun. Heavyweights. Welcome back to the pod because we we talked about it on this very podcast. Um, yeah, he he, he had his hand in a lot of things, but yeah, uh, he's
1: just been in the comedy scene for years and years and now um, he just uh, t- uh tweets
0: really stupid stuff at the oscars um, <laughs> um but, i mean obviously he's just like fucking like center
1: lib yeah I, but i i mean feel like i don't that. know anybody that hasn't seen knocked up uh it just it's got all of apatow's guys in it it's got all of apatow's dialogue in it
0: yeah i um yeah that uh uh like improvised jokes, just mm-hmm. a million a million takes, uh do an improvisational yeah, it, I think comedy this at each
1: other. Movie pretty famously. I mean, I had known about this. They shot like a million feet of film or something like that, or a million inches of film, like some absurd number that like they even had like a celebration on set about just because it's Avatar style to just have them do a million improvisational takes. Just keep the camera rolling.
0: Let all the guys riff.
1: Let's just, let's riff. We'll find the best stuff. You guys are funny fucking people. I'm not going to bog you down with trying to write these very specific jokes. Like he, he, I think pretty famously writes setups and situations and then has his funny friends and himself sit there and just workshop stuff as they go. And, uh, it's a style that's worked for him. Uh, it's a style that other people have tried to imitate to varying degrees of success. Um, I mean, you really need funny people um, mm -hmm. to
0: do that. And yeah, Apatow surrounded by some funny people. Yeah. Um, This is when we still had guys like... uh, like I I liked that he still got the Jay Baruchel, the the Martin Starr, the, the guys who kind of fell off and didn't stay on this movie star level with some of these others, but, um, we still like to see him. Yeah. Martin Um, star
1: kind of like started doing a bunch of TV. Martin star is still everywhere. He is in so much stuff. He was, uh, in one of the, uh, cabinets, cabinet of curiosities. Uh, he's in that, uh, Sylvester Stallone show, Tulsa King. Uh, he was in the Sylvester Stallone movie Samaritan. It oh. also came oh. out this year. Did you uh, like Freaks and Geeks? Did you watch Freaks I and Geeks? I love Freaks and Geeks, yeah. <clears throat> I like Freaks I and like Geeks. Undeclared too. Um yeah, there's just got not as much there's not as much material there just because I think it only had one season, maybe two. <clears throat> um but it, it's good. I mean, if you like Freaks and Geeks, you'll like Undeclared. It's basically the same show. Just um It just doesn't have that
0: same feeling knowing that James Franco wasn't uh, physically abusing busy phillips on
1: set i'm <laughs> no kidding james franco's a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> james franco in this movie briefly oh yeah yeah as james franco that's right mm-hmm. um so movie starts yeah, up let's, with, let's get uh, through this real quick another very yeah. plot light
0: yeah definitely uh, uh movie starts with uh old dirty bastard shimmy shimmy Ya
1: playing yeah wu-tang killer bees um uh big up wu-tang for life for the children uh yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my,
0: <God. laughs> oh my God! I forgot <laughs> old dirty bastard walking on stage at the Grammys. Everybody talks about the Kanye walking on stage at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about Wu Tang is for the kids. He's yeah. so good. God, he's so good. He's so sick. R.I.P. Um,
1: yeah, uh, we got uh, it playing just uh, Seth Rogan's character Ben and all the boys just smoking a lot of weed and looking like they're having a lot of fun. Lighting boxing gloves on fire and punching each other with them uh you also get a shot that i think people don't know about that is like the shot of them riding the roller coaster and at the very end of it uh jay's character is like i need to get off i need to get off uh, a real thing that uh jay bear show is like deathly afraid of roller coasters and judd apatow basically tricked him into getting onto the roller coaster he told him i love him, it you can be the naked guy uh, after the earthquake and you won't have to ride the roller coaster. Uh just <laughs> kidding, Jason Siegel's gonna be naked. Get on the roller coaster, bud. <laughs> Love
0: it. Um yeah, good stuff. Yeah, they're they're doing they're doing fun stuff. They're hanging with the bros. This is an mm-hmm. aspirational hanging out with your bros movie because they have like the cool outdoor living room. They have the drained pool that they do q tip fights over, they do yeah. Smoking weed in a fishbowl, all kinds yeah. of the cool stuff that you you like to imagine, uh, you and your boys doing. Even though it's more like just uh, just smoking a joint, drinking twelve beers, and, and then sitting around, asleep. sitting around like watching, knocked up or whatever. Yeah, is <laughs> what we would probably actually be doing. Um, so that that's all happening. Um, as the music's playing, hard cut into Catherine uh, Heigl, her alarm going off at uh, seven a.m. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the two Apatow children, uh, Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow's actual children, uh, Maud and something. Iris. Maud and Iris. Yeah. I have Jumping it, all, on, jumping on all DB over, uh, Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann. Um, Maude's
1: on, uh, Euphoria now, right? She's like, she's like they're, doing stuff. They're in, both, right? you know, doing, doing, doing stuff, stuff yeah. in their own right. But yeah, I think Maude is on Euphoria, um... Love She's nepotism. done some other things. Obviously, they were both in King of Staten Island. Uh, Olivia was in the bubble. Or, I'm sorry, Iris was in the bubble. Um, but Maud wasn't. That's kind of like the last thing she's done, her most recent thing. Um, I said so that she, like it she's didn't come out this to- year.
0: She's driving them. Um, I should mention I've seen this movie like a billion times because yeah. it just used to play on E constantly. I guess something with E being featured in the movie, they would play they it got on the E constantly. To it, baby. So I would just catch this movie on cable, just like all the fucking time. It'd be like the best yeah. thing on when nothing was on. Um, she's driving them to school. They're getting in a fight. Uh, they want to listen to different music. Uh, the one baby says, "I want to hear Rent." The other one says, "I want to hear Green Day." Uh, to this day, me and Kool-Aid just will say I want to hear Green Day because uh, neither of us really likes Green Day, but we, uh, when we're picking music, we think it's uh, funny to say. We don't even there's, think about it in the context of this movie.
1: It's evolved past that. It's just something that me and Kool-Aid think is funny to say to each other. Well, now. I always forget the uh, all of us saying I love breakfast is yep. uh, from this movie, too. Uh, yeah. Again, one of the Apatow children uh you know i wrote that down
0: that's a that's a little later on but yeah i love Memphis. yeah it's great um we get any drunken uh, morning
1: just saying i love Memphis."
0: (laughs) 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 trying to fight off a hangover on the way to mcdonald's we do say it a lot we say it in the dumb baby voice too i love Memphis. um we're setting up the rules between the boys of this dirty man competition that yeah. uh exists only for the sake of a couple of jokes throughout the movie in which uh Martin Starr's character can't uh cut his hair or shave his beard for one year. If he does sit, uh uh Jason Siegel will pay his rent. If he fails, um uh, he's gotta pay everybody's to pay rent. Everybody's rent, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm assuming like
1: this was a lot of this um Like, Apatow has said before that, uh, like, a lot of the kind of, or a decent number of the situations specifically, like, towards the end of the movie were taken straight from, like, him and Leslie Mann's, like, first pregnancy. Like, they got into a fight and she kicked him out of the car. Like, their, like, primary physician was, like, not around. Like, basically the entire, like, third act of the movie is taken straight from, like, their actual stuff. So, I'm assuming this was something that they did at one point. Probably when they were in college. This feels like it's hey, let's put remember when we made, you know, somebody not shave or cut their hair for a year and Sure. Then called them called him Yusuf Islam a bunch yeah. and talked yeah, about they, the shoe uh, bomber.
0: Yeah, they 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 clown on him all. Yeah, this movie does feel pretty autobiographical. No, it it <clears> is <throat> funny. Uh uh they're clowning on him as you said. Jonah Hill asking him if it was uh if it was weird when he changed his name from cat stevens to yusuf islam that's a good that is a good one uh just yeah different jokes like that it's great in the um in the waiting room uh way later when even leslie mann and uh uh uh, paul clowning on him who Mm -hmm. don't really know him she asks if he's their rabbi and paul Rudd says i think that's modest yahoo Uh, (laughs) they're having a lot of fun it's so weird too because even just in that that short of a time seemingly a short time ago it's now 15 years which feels insane but um beards were just like much less common yeah Uh, i feel like way more people were clean shaven like i had a beard around this time in high school and that was because i was like into music and stuff it wasn't super normal for just any jack off uh maybe the soy wasn't leached into our food so much so men still had jaw lines soft yeah, exactly i mean i was um let's see they're also workshopping uh their website flesh of the stars
1: um, it's, in, let's just get it out right away so flesh of the stars is a website where you can go to it and uh see when an actress shows their tits or vagina in a movie yeah. uh exactly time coded and all this thing they've got it all planned out they spend much of the movie anytime you go over to their house they're like watching uh some sort of movie wild, and taking notes. Or, yeah. like the first time, uh, <laughs> Allison comes over like Jonah Hill's sitting there and just like watching a movie and taking notes. And like, there's like boobs on screen and he's just yeah. like another day at the office. Yeah. And I, I
0: believe it. I believe it's wild things. It's the, okay. The yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, wild yeah. Things,
1: yeah. And, um, it, it's a very cute scene later as they like start to bond where she's like helping him, like something that she was repulsed by at the beginning. Like she's now like engaging with him and, and, uh, very cute uh first time seeing this you don't know if mr skin is an in universe website that already exists so when they find out later on that mr skin does exist and that they've just had exactly that idea
2: yeah and nobody says
0: oh shit i think i even saw it but i just didn't make the connection (laughs) (laughs) it's so good um hilarious I do get a shout out a welcome back to the pod. I didn't even realize it myself until this very moment um, that uh, uh, wild things. The the footage exists within the movie. So Denise Richards is in this movie. (laughs) So welcome back from whichever bond you were in where she played. What was her name? Dr. Christmas Jones. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas comes early this year. Yeah. Great stuff. Um. Let's see what happens next. Yeah, they're they're just workshopping, like trying to get ideas and stuff. But, but they're like all that like goofy slacker guys who spend more time. We smoking, see um hanging out.
1: Allison gets a promotion at work. Uh, Alan Tudyk and Kristen Wiig tell him that he she's going to be on air personality now at E Network. Um, they do want her to tighten. Titan. tighten, There's they, a whole they, thing. tighten
0: yeah, Kristen Wiig's really funny in this, and this is before she had popped off like in her own right. Bill just, Hader like, has a little
1: cameo too, which uh, yeah. just which he's One funny. Uh, one of my favorite I, things is... I think is he like, was starting to pop past
0: SNL a little bit but I don't know how much Wiig had been doing.
1: But, um, yet, but she's, she's
0: hilarious in this. bit of like the like bit of her, her mad job at is. bit of a she's bit she like, of she's, she's so little yeah. uh, like... she's a little bit of a little
1: yeah, they want you to be on air. Like, it's crazy because I totally don't agree, but I'm yeah, <laughs> so, ha- so happy for you. Or, yeah, like, Allison's, like, very, like, shocked by it. And she's like, I know, I was surprised, too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's but, no, uh, Bill, Bill Hader in his scene is super funny because it's, like, after she finds out or is, like, realizing she's pregnant and, like, I think she's, like, throwing up in a thing or, or in a the trash can or something, and you can just hear him off screen talking on the phone to somebody. He's like, no, Allison's here right now. I think she's pregnant. What's her face look like? Like she just realized she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty funny scene. Yeah, He's Um, the editing guy.
0: He's basically you. Um, Yeah. In, in this scene, she had just come from producing uh, Ryan Seacrest's show. Um, I remember how big Ryan Seacrest was in 2007. And I remember thinking it was like crazy that they got him to do this. Mm -hmm. And now that type of cameo seems like exactly what everyone would do. And, it yeah, seems like it would very be very normal cameo. It would, it would be big for Ryan Seacrest to land a role like this now. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he's really up to. He's, he's got, he's, still on.
1: He took over for, uh, for a string of people replacing in Regis and Kelly. It's Ryan and Kelly show. In the oh, room. yeah. So, yeah, he's still big, I guess. Then. Yeah, no, he's huge. Um, American Idol also still a show on television. Um, and, but and this that one, night, he needs a cookie. That night they, uh, they go out to celebrate to a club um their
0: outfits that they talk about how hot they are how they know if they they look good because so very they get right in. early 2000s outfits yeah these are these are bad outfits they're just wearing like gap not quite old navy tier but like gap tier just like shitty
1: tank tops over jeans and they're mm. like i guess we're looking good yeah <laughs> like, Jesus. yeah i think leslie man's debbie like makes a comment it's just like i always know can tell how hot i'm looking as if i get like right into the club and they like you know get in immediately uh but allison runs into ben's character uh when he helps her hey, get a beer they kn- can't get any drinks he and the boys are sitting there making fun of Martin Starr wearing a tank top to the club.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> like a tank top and basketball shorts. Yeah. Like, uh, they're hanging out like we would hang out uh, in that they're in the club drinking beers and talking about how they, they just rewatched Munich. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, really funny. It's so funny how excited they are about Munich. Have you seen Munich? I've never seen Munich. No, it's it's a movie about like. This special Israeli like kill squad who like was tasked with um, uh, killing all of the terrorists who had killed uh, Israelis at the um, the Munich Olympics and the movies like a somber critique of both like anti-Semitic world sure, view yeah. and, i knew it was a serious Is- movie yeah and israel's politics and stuff so these guys like getting all like they're talking about it like it's a steven seagal movie or something like yeah in munich fucking eric ben suddenly the jews are the one taking it to you that's not how this movie goes at all it's a really funny scene with the context of munich but uh Yeah, they're hanging out exactly like we would. But yeah, go ahead. Explain how they met. I just wanted to touch on Spielberg's Munich for a second.
1: Ben's having trouble getting beers at the bar. Uh, Again, very funny that they're at a club and just ordering basically bottles of Bud Light. Uh, So Allison rolls up. They're
0: drinking Coronas throughout this movie. Corona definitely paid to be in this. You see some Medellas at some point owned by the same company. Definitely, definitely Corona movie. Uh, Allison shows
1: up. He basically Ben finally just gets frustrated and just reaches over and grabs two beers uh, which then, Horrible guy. Horrible, horrible guy. You're not allowed to do this. He just keeps yelling at the bartender
0: to help them while the he's doing something. He's truly busy. And he's like, oh, he just doesn't want to oh, come down to the bar. People are, I, people are nuts I to butts hate, at this bar. I hate these two characters so much in this moment, I can't even tell you. Uh,
1: Dan was a former bartender. If <laughs> you can't tell. Uh, but... She takes him to Debbie. Uh, ben returns to his friends and is like, "Damn, I, I missed my chance." I, she was so super hot. I missed my chance. Uh, so Jason Siegel is like, "All right, well, let's." No time like the present. Let's get over there. Uh, this is an in this scene we establish uh, a very funny running joke where Jason Segel just very aggressively hits on Debbie, but like yeah. not like in a creepy way. He's just like, well, like in a creepy so way, but overt- in a funny in oh, a funny creepy way i guess yeah. ag- aggressive isn't the right word he's just like very uh forward with his flirtations uh yeah, he he hits her with uh he's hitting on her uh allison says she's married
0: he says that's a shame you're beautiful yeah uh, and just keeps hitting her with lines like that kind yeah, of like
1: allison says uh she has <laughs> she's got two kids and he, he just like without breaking eye contact with debbie is just like i love kids just <laughs> <laughs> like really laying it on thick and i think at that point ben's like if you think that's gonna stop him from hitting on her you are very wrong yeah. um but this is how they meet uh debbie's like i gotta get home i gotta check on you know the kids yeah, and some, stuff. something happened with this this the the pal- something they
0: ate the kid ate a
1: fucking
0: bumblebee or something i yeah. forget what happens well you know something kids
1: do eating bugs uh so she's gotta leave jason siegel also takes this as a moment to be like all right i'm gonna leave my boy alone uh allison decides to stay there we see them dancing the whole time uh and get having fun it's when we get he the does, funny line he, about him doing the dice move too much yeah it's the only move he's got uh, that's
0: uh
1: but they go home they're gonna have sex i think it's super funny because like allison lives in like the pool house at uh debbie and uh paul rudd's house pete and uh when they're walking through it i uh seth rogan ben basically just yells big yard as they're just like walking <laughs> through the yard very funny yeah. uh yeah. he's like we should go swimming right now she's like you
0: got to be quiet uh the b52s rock lobster is playing mm-hmm. during this sequence of them being drunk uh and like fully having sex uh uh Important part of the movie is uh, he's trying to put it in her. She asks if he has a condom. He says, yeah, I uh, can't get it on right away. I don't know why movies always make it a big deal. It's really easy to put it's, on a condom. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> I don't like doing it, but it's, it's not easy. hard to do. Um, but uh, she says, uh, just do it already. He thinks that means uh, don't worry about the condom. Uh, so he has sex without the condom. Uh, she wakes up the next morning to, uh, his fat butt, uh, fully illuminated. It's like, why the fuck are you up? We should go back to sleep for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I gotta go to work. Um, so they go they, have breakfast. Uh, he, this, this isn't an the breakfast. Himself. Yeah, this no, isn't they have the, breakfast. Oh no, they, oh, they don't have breakfast with the family. Um, this, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the, no. the I love breakfast. Breakfast is the family scene. Um, no, that's when they're trying, but they, they're they first they, trying They to make do see, work. they do see Paul Rudd, uh, uh and the babies uh leaving for school. Uh he looks at them, gives gives her like makes some jokes and stuff, and uh tells the baby, don't ever do it. They did, she says, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very funny. Um, but yeah, they get they go to breakfast at like a diner or something. Uh she says she's gonna go interview. He doesn't remember anything from last night. She realizes they're not a match at all. Uh, she says she's got her first on-air interview. Uh, She's interviewing Matthew Fox from Lost. Uh, Seth Rogan correctly says, you know what's interesting about that guy? Fucking nothing. And she's like, what? Don't say that. Um, yeah, and she's like, I think
1: people are going to really be interested in what he has to say. It's like, you're so wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm you a big fan Speed of Racer, Lost though. and he's, he's not interesting. He's in Speed Racer, um, one of my favorite movies. We cut to eight um, weeks later, basically right after this, and she's got Morning Sickness on set. She's like, trying to hold herself back from throwing up on james franco uh then you get the bill Hader scene she's realizing uh in that moment uh that she is pregnant because i think bill hater says like maybe you're pregnant she's like you got to have sex to be pregnant and then realizes
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh you get a scene with like her and her sister debbie talking about how he doesn't have a phone she has to email him at his porno Wait, website
0: yeah, yeah first they're doing the um the pregnancy tests there's a funny oh, yeah. part where a little uh, montage uh uh leslie man's like these can't possibly all be positive i'll just take one and we hear her just blasting piss yeah like, it sound, sounds like <laughs> Paul she's red comes chicken. in
1: to see her yeah. peeing and like immediately leaves no he like
0: hides behind the door and like looks as if he's being naughty Maybe he is. Yeah, he's a little piss uh, But yeah, she she um, picks but, up one so of she like, Allison's yeah. <laughs> gets super mad that she's pregnant. Yeah, starts to freak the fuck out. She's like, Oh my god, that would be so bad. Um, um so yeah, they, they email him through flesh dot com. Uh they're on the website, they see that it says coming soon. Uh Leslie Mann points out they spelled coming wrong and then just goes, Oh, that's gross. Um it kind yeah, like it our comes. like our new segment coming
1: attractions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, We cut to uh, them hanging out, uh, uh, smoking gas mask bongs, and uh, Rogan just doing a gas mask bong and doing the Rogan laugh a lot. Um, uh, Find out they got an email, he thinks it's her wanting some more, uh, so he's laying it on real thick uh, as as they're all excited for him to get laid again uh they're all pretending to fuck each other and yeah. jack off and stuff v- in my very, mind uh, it's really
1: funny as as a as a guy with a lot of guy friends very normal thing that like that's Absolutely. kind of like one of like my favorite things about this movie is how it does just every scene with all of them hanging out feels like just a bunch of guys hanging out because they literally were just a bunch of guys hanging out they just happen to be making a fucking movie uh mm-hmm. so it's really fun to just see guys being dudes and being able to uh kind of live vicariously through yeah. that or be reminded of like other a, times I've hung out with my
0: friends. This is an aspirational dudes hanging out movie. Yeah. Um they have dinner at the Geisha house. Uh he apologizes it took so long to, take, to get a table. He didn't know yet to make a reservation. <laughs> uh she cuts right to the point that she's he's she says I'm pregnant. He says fuck off. What? She <laughs> says I'm pregnant and he says with emotion uh that's fun stuff they decide you can't it can't be true until you go to the gyno uh they go to the gyno who confirms it um that's that's fun Um, uh yeah
1: i think it seems so funny when they like learn it and like the gynecologist is trying to be like oh this is like so happy and he's just like dead staring into the middle space and she's actively starting to ball her eyes out and the gynecologist is just like all right I'll oh. see you guys in my office. <laughs> Leave you to it, I guess.
0: I, I should have looked up that guy's because he's a he's a great that guy. You see him in a lot of stuff, but uh, sorry, buddy, I didn't I'll look have you name up, so. for you in a second. Um This but, is when we get the uh uh all that abortion talk that mm-hmm. I wasn't I, I mentioned earlier, uh she's talking to her mom who says to take care of it. Um and that uh isn't willing to say abortion. Um all the boys, uh, that's the shmishmortion stuff. They literally made a bunch of jokes to avoid saying the word abortion. Um, Rogan's talking to his dad, played by Harold Ramis, the late Harold Ramis R.I.P. The actor, by the just way, is Tim Bagley. Tim Bagley. We we love Tim Bagley. You're my guy of the week. I don't know what I know you from <laughs> even, but I know you from something. I recognize your face. You're in all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's like a one one episode of TV type guy oh, so he, like, many probably plays so plays many somebody's uh weird boss i think most uh, to, like, like when you do in, something embarrassing and have to hide it from your boss he's like your boss that's uh uh embarrassed when he finds out what you were hiding or
1: whatever probably most famously he was in like 17 episodes is the character larry and will and grace um well, i've seen a bunch of will and grace yeah <clears throat> but um ultimately she decides to keep it uh Seth Rogen again rightfully and uh maturely is like okay well like cool and they kind of basically decide um you know well like then let's try and kind of like make this work uh he like apologizes for basically being like you know I was just like super nervous uh you're like way more attractive than me and you know just kind of like you know in over his head and just acting like a stupid guy i think you learned he's like 23 in the movie he he is we find out he's 23 years old which i don't know how old rogan was, he was 25 he, i looked it up okay. because i was he, also because the whole thing is like leslie mann asks like how old is he she's like oh he's 23 and leslie mann's response is he looks like he's 33 like yeah he truly does but uh, Seth rogan uh, was only 25 in this movie yeah, so he, he looked 33 that's crazy good for good for the boy um so now we get a bunch of, like, they're, they're trying to make it work. Uh, she and, has to pick him working. up for a
0: date. Yeah, she goes into the, it, it's funny, cause she first goes to their house, meets everybody. Uh, Jason Siegel answers the door and says, it's amazing how fast the milk arrives. <laughs> and she, like, is like, okay, I'm just going to go inside or whatever. He says, tell your sister what's up for me. And well, I think that's also the same,
1: the same scene where he's like, uh, he, like, excuses himself from the scene by being like, all right, I'm going to go make a green tea. And like,
0: or like, no, what, something, he, what he said? He says, uh, he says, all right,
1: if you'll excuse
0: me, I got to go make a protein shake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: tell your, Hey, tell your sister, Debbie, what's up for me.
1: And he's like, being <laughs> like that, like super like soft, like really kind of like trying to be like really smooth, like guy on yeah. top of all of his stuff. And it's, it's such a fucking funny, weird see, character. See, that he Seagulls, plays. Seagulls so good. <laughs> I love Seagulls care. Um, They,
0: uh, she's sitting around like waiting for him to get, uh, ready or come out or whatever. uh And, um, that's when, uh, Jay Baruchel, uh, comes out wearing only a towel fresh out of the shower talking about how, um, uh, freshly shaven he is. He says something about being shaved and ready to fuck or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is one of my favorite little bits in the movie is, uh, Jonah starts yelling about how he left, uh, pubes all over the toilet seat and how uh, his last shit came out looking like Elmo or I forget if he says Elmo but it's something some stuffed animal but uh uh Jay immediately is like trying to cover himself up yeah. and says you are you're embarrassing me in company and Jonah Hill screams way too loud you embarrass yourself <laughs> and I I remember thinking this joke I mean this joke fucking killed for me in 2007 I thought it was so fucking Super funny. funny just
1: another uh another just instance of just like feeling like uh, super fucking natural dialogue of just I'm sure they took so many fucking lines of mm-hmm. just them yelling at each other.
0: Take the best takes, yeah. Um, but their their date goes well. Uh, he ends up staying at her house. Uh, I think they have sex again. Uh, we never. Well, like...
1: he he like it's clear that he thought they were going to, and she's like, "Can we not? Can like, can we please just like try to like get." To know each other and it's the first time we see like him again like he's showing these like hints of levels of maturity where he's just like i'm just like i don't know what basically yeah. you know he, he admits he's like super in over his head he doesn't know okay. what what to that's do it. and she's like i don't either and that's kind of like a big like coming together moment for the two of them
0: at some point he says uh it would just help me if you just told me any one thing. Like one thing do. yeah um but uh so he ends up staying over i forget exactly how that works out but uh he's up the they're up the next morning having breakfast with the family this is when we get the uh, uh leslie man's trying to say he came over for breakfast he came over from his house to our house because he likes breakfast so much and uh uh the older daughter mod is just like eating bacon funnily like doing yeah. some things up and the baby just says i love breakfast <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh, he immediately uh, spills the beans
1: that Allison's pregnant. Um, Something he does, uh, much to Allison's chagrin, several different times in the movie is <laughs> just yeah. like he's very upfront about it and she's still kind of figuring out whether or not she's embarrassed by it. She also doesn't want to like, tell her job, which becomes like a, a thing. Yeah. Uh, Maud Apatow in a, a great little kid scene
0: uh, explains what she thinks pregnant is, which is, the start comes and it drops its egg in your head and it goes into your butt and then you got to press a button and your butt falls off and you've got to dig in your butt and then you find a little baby. And Leslie Mann says, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and your butt falls off and you've got to dig in your butt. was another one that really got me <laughs> in my younger years. I thought it was hilarious. I still got to do because I'm laughing saying it um we see him playing fetch with the kids in the backyard but he's trying that's when we find out he's 23
1: um we for a, a while a, now we a, like a going montage to look for, of them going to look for gynecologists that's when yeah. we get introduced to Kim Jong for the first time uh ever just absolutely rocket strapped from that point forward um <laughs> yeah he's got a, like a, a funny huge celebrity now. super funny scene like in that moment where he's just like asking her if she smokes Do you smoke cigarettes do you smoke cigarettes <laughs> just, he's like super insistent like <laughs> he's just like where's i know it, you the do? last
0: time you had a little puffy puff he yeah. says uh, uh this is this is when we get one of the best jokes in the movie which is uh the female gynecologist uh starting to do her thing on her uh and she says okay i'm in uh that's not your vagina that is your asshole that happens about five <laughs> times a day um <laughs> I forget who that actress is. Is I'll that uh a second? Is that my girl from Mad TV? Uh, yeah, she is from Mad TV. It is right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Mo Collins. She, Mo Collins, that's it. Um, we, we also, also get um love Mo Collins. Sorry for forgetting your name. You're my guy of the week. Sorry, this Mo is Collins. when um, Paul Rudd is like learns about the website. He's like, oh, you mean Mister Skin? Uh, then you get um. I think that's a little bit later it's, it's um, cause, right because in thing. in
0: these montages they we see them like getting closer together he's like doing stuff at the house and whatnot but then like um we see her like at his house like hanging out with like martin star and jody his weird girlfriend and she's like we could try switching boyfriends if you know oh yeah that's yeah the and, second time and, And we see her like helping out watching movies with nudity Mm -hmm. and she's he's in the other room and he's like, Ooh, ooh, there's a boob, there's a boob. And uh boob and bush,
1: and bush, he's like, Oh, opening
0: credit bush. Uh." (laughs) uh, um, there's a uh there's a non sequitur scene um where uh Leslie Mann's looking at the sex offender registry website in town. And Rudd's like, What do you want me to do? We won't take our kids trick or treating to their houses. I don't know. He's like, listing all the stuff he's not allowed to do. He's like, You don't want me to get them vaccinated. You want to let them eat mercury. So, uh this makes me think, F town Leslie Mann, since these characters are somewhat autobiographical, might uh, mean they're anti vax guys. I don't know. This yeah. is old anti vax too. This is yeah. like Jenny McCarthy, old anti vax before COVID vaccine. Um, yeah so you're right then there um it's uh it's the two guys paul Rudd and seth rogan uh doing stuff together they're at a record store um and he tells him about mr skin uh how he's he does a face he just smiles it's just a smiling face yeah. so it's fun um there's we, a really important scene here max did you write the scene down uh, yeah when he i absolutely talked? wrote yeah, the scene course. down they there is a scene in which Seth they have like a meeting exp- about whether or
1: not they should pivot the website yeah. And yeah, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen explains our podcast. Yeah, he's he's like, you know what? I think we can just do it. And like, there can be two things. Good things always come in pairs. And then he literally names yeah. like so six I, movies the, we've all talked about like I, on this I've, podcast.
0: I've got the exact quote here. I think just because this site exists doesn't mean our site won't work necessarily. Good things come in pairs, man. Volcano, Dante's Peak, Deep Impact, Armageddon, right? Wyatt Earp, Tombstone. And Jay Baruchel, uh, chimes in Panda Express Yoshinoya beef bowl. So, <laughs> uh, it sounds like we've got to do a, uh Chinese fast food or Asian fast food. I think Yoshinoya is Japanese, uh, Asian fast food episode of the yeah. podcast. If we can find a Yoshinoya, see if there's a Yoshinoya beef bowl up by you. There's what is what not one near you. The,
1: I know that for a fact. I,
0: I'll, I'll travel. I'll travel <laughs> to a Yoshinoya beef bowl. Um, But yeah, great. It's hilarious that he literally says our entire podcast (laughs) in this movie. I did not know this was coming, but this has now made it one of the most ultimate twin films of all time. Uh, He tries to propose with a fake ring because he thinks that's what you're supposed to do. Um, They're exclusively in California. Fuck. Fuck. We gotta go, dude. We gotta go to Cali. Um, There's a fun scene of them out to dinner together. Um... Ben's kind of being an asshole. He's like a little too comfortable now, um, and it's him, and Paul Rudd, yucking it up too much. Um, uh, De Niro's like uh, De Niro's like Seth Rogen's like, yeah. What happens if you uh, if your water breaks all over Robert De Niro's shoes? Yeah, Paul Rudd's These like, shoes. These sho- shoes. He sh-. He's doing his fun little De Niro. Yeah. It's good. Um, they have uh, weird sex with a brawn. He thinks he's poking the baby. She doesn't want to do doggy style. Uh, which is f- funny. I don't know, Good, th- fucking how uh how clean uh people used to pretend to be that a nice woman wouldn't want to do doggy style in 2007 yeah. is funny. But he's trying to talk her into it. He's like, we don't have to go outside or anything. That's funny. Um, the earthquake hits uh their house. Um, he forgot she was sleeping over because he was um smoking his giant bong. So he runs outside, cl- grasping his giant bong. Even Martin Stark gets his girlfriend out of there. Um, so she's already she's starting to see things kind of unraveling. they cleaning a, up.
1: Jenna Hill's got a super hot chick over that's <laughs> got her top off. That he's like holding hand bra, and Jason Siegel goes to shake her or uh, no, Martin Stark shakes she's, her she's, hand. Somebody shakes her hand. She yeah, she's holding her own boobs. Somebody goes
0: to shake her hand uh so she takes her hand off her boob this officially becomes a fully movie at this point um and uh he calls him a dick and then covers up the boobs himself um as they're cleaning up uh well he has to smash the bong cuz the cops are coming um the uh uh as they're cleaning up she sees uh, in the rubble that uh she like finds a samurai sword and she's like what the fuck is this he's he like yeah yeah, at least, uh, he's like, at least nothing. All this stuff we lost is only like 50 bucks, so not a big deal. She finds the bag of the unread baby books. Um, she just internalizes for now. Um, they're having another meal, um, with, uh, Leslie Mann and, uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, had to write this down as the biggest Steely Dan fan I know and that's ever been on this podcast. Mark Davis is a smaller Steely Dan fan than me. Let that be known. Um, <laughs> Paul Red says, I'm just saying, he's just going off about his dumb work shit. He says, I'm just saying the music industry is different now. You can't, Steely Dan would never have a chance. Rogan says, well, maybe it's because Steely Dan gargles my balls. That's a Reddit joke. It's stupid. Uh, he says, they're incredible. They really are not good man. He says, old Steely Dan. Uh, Rogan says, if I ever listen to Steely Dan, I want you to slice my head off with an Al Jarreau LP. Uh, that's such a specific joke, but everyone laughs at it. Uh, which is insane, but uh, Steely Dan rules. Fuck Seth Rogan. <laughs> uh, fuck Paul Rudd too, because old Steely Dan is not the best Steely Dan. I'm a Gaucho guy, dude. Ga- Aja and a Gaucho, my two favorite albums. The later of the run, like, can't buy me a Thrills to fucking pop album, dude. It's still good, but uh, I just had to cover this. We <laughs> we don't talk Stee. We don't we don't have that's a new segment actually. Dan talks Dan, where I uh, say okay. something about Steely Dan. <laughs> um yeah uh, this he has is to like leave.
1: when yeah this is he has to leave uh debbie's been like thinking she's he's cheating on her uh this kind of is your i guess like most prevalent subplot or only subplot in the movie is kind of Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's relationship <clears throat> which then becomes this is 40 uh the movie um and so they like go to follow him to this address where he's at, and uh, she thinks he's gonna she's gonna come in on him cheating with another lady, and uh, he's just having a fantasy baseball draft uh, with Paul Feig, a guy I he fucking got, hate. He got Matsui. Yeah, I got Matsui. <laughs> uh, which this like just culminates, and he's like, I, you know, I just uh, sometimes I want to go do stuff by myself and on my own. Uh, ignoring the fact that she that she rightfully states also probably wants to go do stuff on her own, away from the kids and him and yeah, she saw Spider Man three without yeah, her. She she's crying tearfully, says, I like
0: Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a very very funny line, I uh, think.
1: But this basically just all culminates in uh both Ben and Pete, Paul Rudd and uh Seth Rogan being on the outs with their ladies and when they go to vegas and do mushrooms one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie when yeah when they go to
0: his house to pick him up everybody's got pink eye um that's funny yeah. like to go on the, the vegas whole fart, trip everybody's got pink on the pillow yeah they're fart fighting it's really the best part is uh martin star shows up and his eyes are redder than anybody's and they're like holy shit how much pink eye did you get he's like oh no pink eye for me he's really high i'm just really high uh, that's that's fun stuff
1: but yeah they're they're at vegas you want to talk about vegas uh yeah so they they're driving to vegas they're kind of having just like a boy boy bonding moment um it ultimately all culminates in kind of them or uh seth Rogen deciding he's got to get his life together and step up uh but they go the, the, uh they the see multiple Chairs oh you're not there yet. uh Sorry have a really wild time at Cirque du Soleil high on mushrooms then yeah the best part about it is they're back at the hotel and Paul Rudd has brought every single an individual chair from every single room into their bedroom and is just amazed by how many different types of chairs there are in their hotel room and is just sitting on a tall one sitting in all of them
0: (laughs) sitting on the tall one he's like I'm I'm like really high up right now I'm like really high up and then he sits on the little one he's like Seth Rogen's like, I don't like you on that chair, man. It's you it, or, or saying that the small chair is mocking him. He's like, it's being yeah. very droll. <laughs> um, that's fun. This is interspersed with um, uh, Leslie Mann and Catherine Heigl going back to the club. Uh, they can't get in. Craig Robinson's uh, hilarious as the door guy. He's mm-hmm. iconic. He's like, he's, <laughs> it's a great scene where you can't let him in. Yeah. He originally tells him it's because you're old as shit. She's pregnant. I can't have a bunch of pregnant bitches up in the club. We shouldn't even be here with you. You, You're old ass. Shouldn't let her even be here. And she just screams in his face. You're a doorman. She calls him the F slur. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Uh, She says, you're just a doorman, doorman. She just keeps yelling doorman in his face. Uh, He pulls her to the side and uh, he's like, I fucking hate this job. I hate, I hate deciding who gets in. I can't sleep at night. I can't eat. He's like, I will fuck the shit out of you with your old ass, but you can't be having these pregnant bitches up in the club. You're, yeah. He's, he's like, you're not hot for the world. You're just way too,
1: you're not old for the world. You're just way too old to be up in this club. Um, that's, that's a fun. yeah. The exact line is, I can't let you in because you're old as fuck for this club, you know, not for the <laughs> earth.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. He says, I would tear that ass up. Um, yeah. That's fun stuff. Uh, it's one of the, kids birthdays he goes there um to try to apologize get back with him but she rejects him um he yells at paul rudd because he thinks it's his fault for giving him the idea uh he says i just walked into a wood chipper or something uh after he yells at paul rudd and walks out there's the most insane editing i've ever seen where it just lingers on paul rudd's face and then the camera cuts to behind him as he walks out with the cake it's such a weird fucking cut i was Mm -hmm. like anyway that's not the point of this the editing's not the point of this movie I guess sorry Um, so her water breaks um, it it, well he's been I talked about in the synopsis he's like getting more responsible he moves out on his own Uh, he's reading the baby books he's calling in at early night when everybody's going to hang out Um, and her water breaks Uh, she calls him come help out Um, they can't get a hold of their doctor um the doctor, the the doctor they wanted they picked is Ludin Wainwright III. He's been in some movies and stuff, but he sings that song that plays over the credits. Or it's like "That's My Daughter in the Water." He's just yeah. doing like a fake Bob Dylan thing. Um. Anyway, uh, the doctor that they call was uh maybe he was my guy of the week. I didn't even look up his name though, but he's the guy who looks like Jim Rash and he plays the fake dean uh on community yeah. for that episode where they have like a fake evil dean or where everybody had doppelgangers or I forget what happened in it but um yeah so he's not the guy they want they like yell at him or whatever. <laughs> um but yeah the baby's coming uh they get to the hospital uh Ken Jong's back in he's the one stepping in Adam Scott's the nurse uh Seth Rogen has to like Adam Scott's, like, doing material as the nurse. Yeah. It's pretty funny. We like to see him. Uh, Ken Jeong's, like, overstepping. He's like, I don't need to be here. I'll just go. You can have his baby by yourself if we are not going to do it my way. Uh, so Seth Reagan, like, pulls him aside and handles it super well, and everything's good after that. Um, all the boys are there in the uh, waiting room. Uh, Jonah Hill's freaking out um, about hospitals in general. Um, Jay Baruchel's, like... Just excited they're gonna have another homie. Are those cats fucking?
1: No. They're just oh, they're like
0: fighting. Oh, okay. Was that Flapjack? Yeah. Okay. And we can't we can't do a kitty corner right now. That's a good new segment title though. Um yeah, what else? The
1: it's basically it, man. Oh,
0: he 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 has to tell off Leslie as well for trying to step in. He's like, "No, this is my area. You your areas out there. You go to your area." He's he like fully takes care of it. He tells her to fuck off. Yeah. Uh, she's like shocked that this happened, but she's like he stood up to me. I think I actually like him. Um so she's come back around. Uh the way he conducts himself here and the fact that he did in fact read the baby books makes Allison come around to him too. Uh comically um, they uh, uh, Jay like hears screaming and uh, decides to go in. He goes in um when uh, she is crowning, yeah. uh, and uh, we and he see uh, uh, the child's head coming out of her. Uh, just uh,
1: there's yeah, actually kind of yeah, like fun a, a funny thing and something that lead led to a casting deal. Is Apatow wanted to use actual footage of a birth, but uh was stopped because even the newborn baby would have needed a work permit uh (laughs) (laughs) so so they were unable to and um Mm -hmm. i this like i'm not sure exactly like how it like happened but it basically led to a hang-up that uh removed Anne hathaway was supposed to be playing the Anne hathaway
0: was gonna be here but disagreed with this birth scene apparently yeah so so stepped aside which i saw yeah she uh she didn't want her vagina to be seen just not. Um, yeah, so I, I I was reading that same uh like production uh little segment there and uh they had uh Jennifer Love Hewitt and Kate Bosworth also auditioned and uh they were gonna maybe go with um Christina Aguilera as well. That would uh, have been a mistake, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very much so. Um
1: I like her, but I don't think she she doesn't strike me as somebody being able to make a comedic acting turn mm-hmm but uh yeah the baby arrives everything's nice um him he's
0: uh driving home embarrassingly slowly other people are honking at him and stuff and uh she says uh she hopes his apartment has enough room for uh her and their newborn baby girl and uh seemingly they uh move on with their lives and live happily, happily together, together. after
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't um, I, I haven't seen this is 40 is there any sort of like follow-up with those characters at all like within no, the movie s- no, neither of them are in it. Um, I knew they were neither in it, but like I didn't know if there was any mention of Allison and Ben. Or, it's even supposed to be a
0: spin-off, not a direct sequel. I think they might like change their names even, where it's like spiritually the same characters, uh, but they're okay. slightly different. Um, I saw it once when I was really hungover, and I didn't like it. And then I went to Chipotle and ate Chipotle and threw up in the bathroom. Um, I was like really okay. hungover. I, uh, this was back in the days when I still partied. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do not remember liking it. The hangover might've had something to do with it, but, uh, the movie who knows.
1: is it, the hangover was just too good. And you'd like, have never been able to look at comedies the same ever since. I mean, the hangover is really good. If they funny. had never made another one, it would be like a perfect movie. Ah, uh, the, the uh, sequels just absolutely shit all over the legacy of that movie. Yeah. 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 Fucking Obama asks,
0: uh, Zach Galifianakis about that in between two ferns. It's great stuff.
1: Yeah. I like the between two Ferns. Between Two Ferns movie a lot. Oh, it's great, dude. The fucking uh, Tim Kalpakis
0: joke, uh, uh, how does it feel to be the last black president, is so fucking good. (laughs) Uh, Directed Um, by Scott Ackerman of Comedy Bang Bang. mm -hmm. All our comedy guys, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, Knocked Up, uh, I mean, not a perfect movie by any stretch. Uh, A little more than I need of the tender... It's a little uh, long. Birth family stuff. Yeah, it's definitely long. This movie's like two twenty or something like that. And yeah, give give me in and out on these. This isn't high enough concept comedy for me to no. be in it that long.
1: No, and it it could have easily been one forty five and been real nice, real nice length for that movie. Yeah,
0: I've I've uh, voiced my concern even recently. I think about these style comedies uh, that. Did it for super cheap, made a bunch of money that uh, really killed a lot of our uh, mid-budget good comedies um, For just for good. And it sucks, but um, I like Knocked Up, there's jokes. I like there's jokes. I still laugh at a lot and even stuff I still quote that I don't even think I realize I'm quoting this anymore. But Me and Kool-Aid have just been saying it for forever. Like, I want to listen to Green Day. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Pretty good movie. Gina's it's good pretty movie. good. These She's movies, these that. movies really aren't that much alike. Not really. Um, no. I mean, just the aspect of being an adult versus being a high school kid with an unwanted pregnancy makes them uh, plenty different. But uh, both fun comedies about a similar subject in a good enough way.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Dan, do do are we gonna tell the people what we're watching next week or?
0: Leave yeah, it? we'll be we'll be watching. Uh, we're opening up the Doubled Vault, mm-hmm. uh, movies we've previously been quoted as saying we will never watch for the podcast. Yep. We're going to be watching Avatar <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh, on this, on one week from today, uh, the Thursday that this comes out, I will be seeing Avatar 2, The Way of Water in theaters. Uh episode will come out the same day. Um, and we are pairing that uh, rather loosely with a Gerard Butler movie called Gamer. Yeah. In which some sort of video game where you enter people's bodies and kill each other I don't really know um but both of them are entering a body to do something movie so that'll be fun
1: it's a situation where Gamer was on there with a different movie I think a um it's called Surrogates, Surrogates Bruce Willis movie yeah Bruce Willis um but you know we're trying to ride the Avatar train even though we swore we would never watch it um which was a long running thing with this podcast we've talked for years about how we would never watch avatar Um, (laughs) but here we are (laughs) but uh, that'll do it for this week's episode thank you so much for uh, listening it's been doubled feature Uh, you can follow us on twitter and instagram Uh, just search for doubled feature you can send an email to doubled feature podcast at gmail.com with any sort of uh, fan mail or maybe you got a klutz's correction maybe you have a field fact of your own that you want me to read on air uh send it in could be about a field it could be just like let's keep it too specifically Todd field facts until i run out of sentences to read from his wikipedia page all right everybody um you don't have to then we'll start maybe we'll start branching it out but let's like let's let that comedy happen on this field's its, on its cookies own. yeah uh thank you ryan at ryan laser for uh our theme music and sam at hero institute for our uh logo you can follow them uh or follow sam on twitter at hero institute i think i already said that uh he makes a web comic called life is stepdad you can read it on his twitter we also do a web comic together called nerds day uh uh you can follow dan and i on social media you got me oh, all the discourse about the field facts got me really flustered on this one uh dan is at danny jank I'm on twitter and letterboxd i am at mac underscore dead we post about uh all kinds of different stuff. And you can read our letterbox reviews before uh, we talk about them on what you've been watching. Uh, please rate, subscribe, review the podcast five stars uh, where you can. Um, it helps us out to grow the audience and get to more people uh, so that we can get more clusters, corrections and field facts sent to our uh, email, which is doubled feature podcast at gmail.com. Danny, you got any last words for the folks? Yeah, Max. Um, usually we're played off with that
0: incredible song by our friend, Ryan, uh, the double teacher, double feature theme, um, but copyright strikes be damned. I think I speak for the whole audience when I say I want to hear Green Day. Uh, so I will be playing us off as follows: I walk over on the one i ever done. Don't know where it goes, but it's home with me, and I walk my shadow only oh no that's not the part yet um the shadow comes later so i'll just take that again from the top (laughs) (laughs) i hope you stop recording by now because i'm going to Uh Double Double
2: Double 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 feature like the same thing. double the feature. feature, double feature, double feature, double feature,